episode 417 of the PlayStation Nation podcast with you again, as always, well, almost always. I should, or Josh should be doing the live call-in show this week because you can hear how I sound. Uh, I'm Glenn. That's Josh. I'd end up doing a live call-in show from the hospital. Yeah, we had a little scare. We didn't think you were even going to be on the show this week again. <sighs> yep. Sounds like your daughter's going to be quite the trickster. Mm-hmm. Already pulling April Fool's jokes. Well, I was at work, and she was at the doctor. Well, she's she works at the hospital. Sure. Um, and she said, yeah, I saw the doctor, and they said, you know, you're ready. So by the end of the day, if you're feeling contractions or whatever – just wheel yourself over. Oh, jeez. <laughs> well, three, three of the nurses that work with her just walked her over, basically. Wow. Um, but then she was in there, and she's like, you need to come up here because I have her hospital bag in the car. The go bag? So, yeah. So no matter what happened, I had to go up there. And she's like, just take your time. You know, go home. Check on Mason get him a bath, get him fed and everything and and just get your stuff together and, and come up. And before I even got all that done, she calls me. She's like, yeah, they're kicking me out. Ah. And I was like, what? <laughs> she said, yeah, it's, it's, it's not going to happen. They're kicking me out. And I was like, uh, okay, uh, I'll be there as soon as I can. <laughs> um, yeah, so Mason and I went and he spent the whole time looking out the windows and pointing out all the stuff on all the different buildings in the city. Yeah. Um, so it was, uh, it was an interesting long trip last night. Yeah. Um, I mean, is she just going to stay in Brooklyn now, no matter what? No, she's staying here. So what hospital are you going to? If she Mount Sinai. So you have to go like an hour and whatever to the hospital. Yep. Why isn't she to stay in Brooklyn? No, it's not going to happen. Oh, my God. No. You know, no, Brooklyn, I've, met, I've met Lou a few times. She seems a lot smarter than that. Brooklyn would not be that much better. And and besides, her, her dad's like, I no, driving in the city, no. It's not a thing that I like doing. I oh, get geez. you nervous, and I, I don't do that. Wow. So... It's fine. I mean, it's she'd rather be here anyway because I'm, my mom is here, Mason's here, and you know we had prepared him for it. And I told him I'm I'm going to the hospital. I'm, I might be there with mommy, you know, for for a while. So you gonna be okay? He's like, yeah, yeah. And he was good. Like he was home with my mom all day yesterday. Didn't cry once. Totally nice. perfect. Just because he knows, you know, he's like, all right, I I can't mess around. He only does it to us, you right, know, right? Mostly to her, um, because he knows he can do that to mommy, and yep. she'll have to deal with it. Um, but he won't do it to my mom. He does it to me every now and then, um, but for the most part, you know, when he wants to be, he can be perfect. So <laughs> <laughs> that's his thing. You just have to watch. Um. Yeah, so she's just staying here. I'm home today and tomorrow. Hopefully it's before Monday. Um, yeah. Because I'm going back in on Monday, but uh should be. I mean, she's at that point where it could happen any moment. And I had so, I had Dave at the ready for tonight. 
just in case. Yeah. Uh, Dave was going to fill in for you. Yeah. And, I mean, we still have next week to worry about, so Dave's at the ready for that, too, just in case. Uh, well, I'll, well, I yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that, it, it should be fine next week. You I mean, me. unless I it happens, plan. I know, but unless it happens on Tuesday, I should be fine next week. She's not getting a private room, so I can't stay over even if I was going to, you know, sure. I have to, I have to get her to the hospital. And since I'm driving her there, I'll probably stay. I'm going to stay. I want to see the birth. Well, that's, I you know, you just kill me too, because how many times did you tell me, well, she doesn't want me there. So I might not even have to go. Blah, blah, blah. Well, and she doesn't, she still doesn't want me there. Well, again, she says that now. No, she, she, the only reason I was going, the only reason I was going yesterday was because I had her bag. But you would have stayed. You know you would have. I would have. She would have said, no, I don't need you here. But I would have stayed. I wanted to be there. Yeah, I knew I, I, you know, I said job. I wanted to be there. This but, is in the 50s. No, but she, she, she doesn't care. She's like, I, you know, I'm going to be here. I have to do this, obviously. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm not getting a private room, so you can't stay over. So whatever. You know, I said, she told me, just bring the walking dead. Um, because we haven't seen the finale yet. And I was like, Oh crap. Then I have to get it on like a hard drive and everything and, and bring my laptop and all. And so I was getting that all together because, uh, last time we w- we were watching South park on the TV. Cause that sure. we didn't, we weren't prepared. We weren't really prepared for it. I didn't think to bring any of that stuff and South park was on. So we were just watching that while we were waiting. Um, nice. but, uh, yeah, I mean, beyond that, she's she's happy for me to take her there, drop her off, and leave. And I'm like, I, I kind of like to be there, <laughs> at least for a while. So, you know, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, for right now, everything's fine. We went to, we took Mason to the park today. She wanted to walk around. Walk. They kept telling her, walk all over the place. Yeah. Um, and it was funny because... Uh, it's this park in town and it's like a really nice setup with all these different slides. And he went on, you know, the basic slides, the curvy slides and, th- and things like that. Sure. And, and then there's the one that are like tunnels and there's one that's about f- five feet up, you know, no big deal. It just curves once and comes right down. And he went into that one and he kept looking at the bigger one, which is about 12 feet up, yeah. 12 to 15 feet up. Oh, did he start like inching toward it? He walked up to it and with my mother, she was up there with him because I was down taking pictures and stuff. And I was up there with him for a while. But when he was up there with her, he walked up to it and I'm like, are you really going down that? And he got up to it and he looked at it and he's like, no, I'm not doing this. Nah. And he, walked away. he did that three times during the day. He went up there and he looked at it. And then finally, right near the end of the day, he didn't see anybody over there and he decided he wanted to go over. When we got there, there's three kids just going up and down. They're going down that slide, running back up, going down that slide. Yeah. And he's watching them and he sees their, they go in and they lay down on their stomachs and go down backwards. Oh my God. And he was like, huh? And I said, just try it like that. So he got all nervous and he climbed in real slow and, and he did it. And he, and he got all excited and he ran back. He did it like 30 times. <laughs> he just, I couldn't stop him. And he was laughing. And, and one, one of the times he came down and suddenly when he hit the bottom, he was head first. Uh. 
And I'm like, how the hell did that happen? And he's like, I was in and I turned and I spun. And then I was, and I was like, what the, f-? yeah, he, he ended up coming out head first. Um, and he was laughing. So he had a blast. He, I couldn't get him away from that wow. damn thing by the end of the day. So starting to get more adventurous. Yeah, it was good. He had fun. So that was our day. You Pretty know, soon he'll start smoking. Yeah. Doing the reaper. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll be fine when suddenly in a panic, we're like, Oh, gotta go stay here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, at least your mom's yeah. there. That, that helps a lot. Yeah. And her parents are going to come over. Um, at least they're going to be here for like that first week. That's why I'm saying, you know, as long as it's not Tuesday yeah. night, yeah. there's going to be a lot of people here. So I'll be fine. Well, I mean, recording um, next week, I don't see why we wouldn't do it Monday unless you're gone. You know? Yeah. So, yeah. Because by that time, I hope I'd be able to talk fully again. Yeah. And we'll see. And uh, I've be been fine. told I might have a job offer in pe- like very, very soon. So, hmm. and the nice thing is I'd be able to work from home. So, that's good. Yeah. And it's full time. It won't be a contract. Huh. How novel of a concept. Interesting. So I don't know what's going to happen now if both of us are employed. <laughs> That'll only yeah. make, make make PS Nation worse, I think. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, because you never know, you may have to go to the hospital at any time. Let's hit these new releases. Uh, <laughs> of course, good timing. <laughs> I, I still have that there, going on. There, there's going to be a lot of edits in this podcast because we're all going to have to stop the cough. Uh, yeah. All right. Uh, for the PS4, next week, uh, April 7th? I, I believe that's Yeah, I believe that's correct. Uh, we have Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin. Ooh. It is fifty nine ninety nine. It includes all three DLC pack. The Crown of the Sunken King, Crown of the Old Iron King, Crown of the Ivory King. A lot of kings. Yes. Uh, additional NPCs added for enhanced story experience to assist guiding players through level. Uh, parameter setting adjustments for improved balance. Mm. Augmented item descriptions. Ooh. Mm. And increase in maximum online players. That is for the PS4 version. Uh, the PS3 version uh, is thirty nine ninety nine. Includes the DLC, includes the NPCs, and the parameter setting adjustments, and the augmented item descriptions. It does not have the increase in maximum online players. That doesn't obviously, surprise me. yeah. And that is it. That's and we have both of those for review. Out. So yep. those will be in Kyle's hands tomorrow and he'll get started on those. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Trying to compete with the Bloodborne juggernaut. Oh, boy. All right. You go ahead and start this week. Uh, this is your with, deal anyway. Wait, what? With oh, the, uh, the, the with interview? The news. Yeah. Oh. oh, shit. Wow. What are you talking wow. about? Uh, I've been taking a lot of drugs. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, before we get to the news, <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, so, okay. I've <laughs> been trying to set this up for a while with these guys. Uh, originally talked to them at PlayStation Experience, um, and, and that is uh, Dan Edelman, who is helping out 
uh, Thomas Happ, who is the developer for Axiom Verge. And uh, we just had a nice discussion with him right before we did the show tonight. And uh, this is your chance to listen to it. Well, we've tried to set up this interview for quite a while. Uh, I was fortunate enough to talk to both these gentlemen at the PlayStation Experience. And I've been talking about this game quite a bit, as has Josh. Uh, and we definitely wanted to uh, get this interview on the podcast. So uh, with, with no further ado, uh, these two fine gentlemen are here to talk about a favorite game of mine already, Axiom Verge. So uh, welcome to the show, gentlemen, and introduce yourselves and, and uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Okay, I'm, I'm Tom Happ, and I'm the developer of Axiom Verge. You're the madman. I'm the insane one. <laughs> <laughs> Tom's the guy who did everything. I'm, uh, I'm Dan Edelman. I, um, uh, I'm just helping Tom with all the business and marketing stuff related to getting Axiom Verge out the door and helping make sure that people hear about it and know how wonderful it is. Yeah, he says, quote-unquote, just... He says that like it's not, you know, <laughs> at all like stressful or time-consuming or any of those things. Keeps well, me busy. Well, I'll, t- I'll tell you what, Tom, you, you caught a, a big break there because I think one of the biggest problems with a lot of smaller developers is getting the word out. And you've got one of the best that I've ever dealt with. And we deal a lot with the smaller developers and... I mean, that's something that we always try to help everybody out with. And Dan has always been so great to work with and so communicative. And, you know, and, and you, you did a great job finding him. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I'd say we were both, like, pretty lucky to, you know, find each other, kind of, you know. Um, just uh, yeah. the stars aligned and <laughs> everything fit, you know, perfectly, basically, so... Nice. Yeah, it worked, it worked out well. Like I, I, I've told Tom, like um, when I quit my job at Nintendo for for your listeners, if if they're not aware, I used to run the digital distribution business at Nintendo, and um, announced last uh, around August last year that I was leaving to work with indie developers, and I didn't really have a solid plan of exactly what I would be doing and for which games and. Um, so I was just kind of hoping that I would be able to work with someone who's really talented, who, who's got a great game, but just doesn't know the, the how to do the business side of things. And um, so, yeah, so uh, um, Tom reached out to me. Um, that's also kind of another kind of a policy of mine is I, I try not to reach out to developers because I don't want to just seem like I'm trying to, like, you know, latch myself on to games that, are already going to be successful. So, you know, it was, it was great that Tom reached out to me and, um, yeah. And, and the rest is, well, it's not quite history. It's, it's history in the making. There we go. That's a good way to put it. So I'll ask this question. Well, I'll Josh go because obviously my voice isn't going to hold out. Uh, but Tom, I guess, could you explain kind of how this all came about? And, and I guess kind of, I, I know that an article just went up kind of, really detailing a lot of uh, the development over the five-year period, but I guess maybe just summarize a little bit how you got started with this, where the idea came from, and how you stuck with it for that long. Um, so I began it just as a hobby kind of thing. Um, I, I have a lot of people like ask me, like, you know, why, why did you decide to do this alone? Why didn't you form a team 
so that you could just do the one part and have people helping you. But when you're thinking of this as a hobby, you know, you don't think of uh, getting a team. Like I, uh, I've, I've got a, a fa- like a, a family member, a friend of the family who is, he makes model trains and uh, he, he has like this, this world famous train um, setup that he has, like people fly in from all over to see his model trains. That's how good they are. Um, huh. And he has like a setup in his garage. That's funny. And, My father makes model trains too. Yeah. And um, so uh, uh, his, his name's Jack Burgess. I don't know. Maybe your father knows him. So he uh, was telling me like, yeah, I made this whole train setup myself. And he said, like I did all the, you know, he did all the electricity, like wiring and everything like that. And I was kind of like, well, yeah, I mean, like, you know, you you made it for your enjoyment. Of course you did that. And he was like, well, I mean, some people have an electrician come in and, and they make, you know, that part of the, of their model trains. And then they just do the, I guess, gluing or whatever's involved in there. Right. And it seemed kind of like a similar thing to me. Like his reaction was like, why would you want someone else to go do your hobby for you? And that's kind of how I felt about it. It was just, you know, just a hobby thing to have fun with. And like, if it went well, I'd have something cool. If it didn't go well, then at least I enjoyed doing it, you know? Sure. sure. So, um, that's basically the Genesis there. Huh. Very cool. So, all right, I'll, I'll jump in here. Um, (laughs) so I know since this has been a side project for, for quite a while, um, how are you paying the bills? <laughs> I mean, what's your day um, job? Uh, you know, that's yeah. that's getting you by. Uh, I, I worked full time at Petroglyph Games, so, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I had been a game developer for a number of years uh, before starting it and after, and I, you know, worked on RTS games like Grey Goo and End of Nations uh, during the day and. You know, as a as a way to relax, I did something that, to me, like seemed far less, um, you know, st- stressful and uh, anxiety inducing. So, <laughs> you know, that was that was what I did instead of you know watching primetime TV. I'd go home and draw pixel art maps and that kind of thing. Nice for a few hours. Oh man, then I got to tell you about The Walking Dead. Oh jeez, ah, was... oh, no. <laughs> and Game of Thrones. No. And I, you missed yeah. so much. Well, I read the Game of Thrones book, so I'm okay. okay. I'm yeah, covered there. <laughs> so there you go. Well, where did you find time to do that? I mean, you you you've been developing the game. You've done all the all the all the graphics for it. You did the, all the music, right? I mean, I you've done everything. So yeah. It's, you know, when you spread it out, even though I was only doing it part-time, spread out over, you know, four years doing something like that part-time, you know, I was able to finish a good, like, 20, 25% of the game that way, Uh, and I I don't know, I, I always felt like this is, I guess, just how, I don't know, maybe a symptom of how I am, but I've always felt like I've had more time than other people somehow, Maybe I'm just like more willing to 
I don't know, stay awake or I spend less time cleaning. I have no idea. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'm just okay living my own filth type of thing. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, it didn't really feel like I was stressing out until um, once I switched uh, the other way um, during the final year when I got the the Sony Pub Fund. Um, I still worked at Petroglyph part-time, and then I worked on Axiomverse full-time. And there was about six months where I was doing that. And that part was stressful because I felt like, okay, like now that I don't have, you, you know, I, you know, you do have some assurance with the pub fund, you have the advanced royalties, but it's kind of like, once I was there, I'm like, okay, if I don't, I don't want to lose this thing where I can work from home and work on the game, Yeah. but I need to supplement. So I was basically like working, um, every waking moment and then, you know, I'd go in a couple of days a week to Petroglyph and, uh, you know, program some more particle effects and whatnot and then come back. So it meant that, like, I was basically constantly busy and, you know, my wife was was getting lonely because I wasn't ever, or, you know, I was there, but I was kind of locked in the office type of thing. Yeah. So that, that was stressful. It got a lot less stressful once, um, you know, I started, I was able to finally secure some, I don't know how much I could say about that, Dan, but Dan was able to help me a little bit. Uh, and then I was able to basically, you know, um, work full time in Axiom Brewers without having to work at Petroglyph and it got a lot better. And, you know, it seems to be improving. I'm still working. I'm still making patches. I'm getting ready for the PC version and stuff, but, nice. uh, it's calmed down quite a bit, I think, from those days. Well, that's good. Enjoy your life a little bit now that you can. Yeah, I, I even played some video games. So that was nice. What? Uh, hey. Well, that's then you got to work on Axiom Verge 2 right away, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, there, there's quite a bit in between now and Axiom Verge 2, I think, that still needs attending to. <laughs> so for... The two listeners out there who don't know what Axiom Verge is, um, could you give like a brief synopsis of you know what the game's about and maybe even where the idea? Why did you go this way and why did you decide to make this type of game? So my synopsis of Axiom Verge is it's a side-scrolling action adventure with a strong focus on exploration. There's a lot of, um, you know, quick reflex combat in it, uh, but also a lot of searching for hidden items and searching for tools to get past the next area you want to go to. And uh, there's also um, this kind of glitch mechanic that ties in, like, starting from around, like, the second boss you get to, um, you find this glitch gun, and from there on out, there's this... Uh, sort of puzzle solving slash like help you out to fight enemies mechanic where you can glitch enemies and every enemy type has a different effect. So um, there's some experimentation to be had, like going through and glitching different guys, like enemies you've seen before, but you didn't glitch them. And since there's different levels of the glitch power, you know, that'll, that'll happen a couple of times where there's enemies that are too powerful for, for you to glitch and you get the upgrade. Now you can go back and see what they did and open up some 
new areas at times, or, you know, maybe just make it easier, like there's some that, like there's one that you glitch one and you kill it and all of the enemies of the same type die at once. So, you know, that little things like that that I think um, kind of add some nuance to it. Uh, that, so that's my description. I, I, it seems like I, I read a lot of reviews that are like, like this game is an homage to Super Metroid, and here's how it succeeds and lists the things that are like Super Metroid, and here's how it fails. It's not super like Super Metroid enough because of these. Yeah. So, you know, there's different ways of looking at it. Um, I kind of, like, thought of, like, the Metroid as being just... I don't know how to explain this, but, like, the high-level view of it, whereas the low-level view of how you actually control the character and your your locomotion and the things um, are are either more like their own thing or like some kind of mixture of contra and and shoot 'em ups um, just owing to all the kinds of guns and things. Well, the um, way I, the way I took it was yeah. you did. I mean, there's obviously some parallels with a Metroid style game, but for me, what what Axiom Verge does is it make it, it like added everything that everybody wanted in Metroid like being able to stand still and shoot in eight different directions and you know being able to it, it's just so easy to control i mean the controls are just dead on in it but you know you still have that that mechanic of you know you need to find this item so you can get farther you know in the map or get to the certain point of the map but then you have the shmup elements like you mentioned with uh some of the boss battles where you actually have uh, I wouldn't say bullet hell, but bullet patterns like you see in some of the shmups. And yeah. what I like so much about it is that you've integrated everything so smoothly, and it makes itself its own game. And you know, for for five minutes, you might say, "Oh, this is a lot like Metroid," and after that, you're like, "Holy crap, this is nothing like Metroid." Yeah, and I think also, um, you know, that I, I agree with that, and I also kind of feel like. Metroid seems to be different in people's memories than yeah. what it actually is. And I'm uh, like a lot of times I get comments like, why can't this be like Metroid where, you know, there is an objective marker and little dots showing you like uh, where you're supposed to use, um, a, you know, different abilities and where the different doors are that you can get past with the different beams. And it Metroid didn't have that. <laughs> but the, the later Metroids did. Like, I think they, you know, Metroid Prime and stuff had that. Yeah. Um, well, you got to remember, a lot of these games writers, that's where they started with a lot of things, was in, like, in the GameCube and Xbox uh, lifestyle. It wasn't, right. you know, the old Nintendo systems. Yeah. So, yeah, in many ways, like, I, I'm so old school that I, I'm like, oh, this is going to blow people's minds. Yeah. I did this feature they didn't even have in 1986. <laughs> Even though, like, they've had the feature, you know, yeah. since, you know, 1996. <clears throat> See, yeah. that's, that's what threw me. Like, I, I came into this, I, I didn't grow up with the NES. I grew up with Atari. So I skipped the whole NES thing and went straight to Sega Genesis. So I missed out that's on sad, all of sad, that sad. stuff. Well, I missed out on all of that stuff. And I've I've since gone back on you know the Wii with the virtual console and everything and I picked up all the quote unquote classic games the Metroid and all that stuff 
I can't get into Metroid. I don't know what it is. I, I don't like it. I'm, I'm not a fan of it. I, it just something yeah. about it. I think there's like a certain, like if you're a child and you play it, yeah, you're just kind of, you're much more willing to be like, I'm playing this thing and you don't really have an objective. You're just like, I'm getting completely lost. And yeah, you know, uh, yeah. I think you're more accepting of that. I think possibly. And, and then as we grow up, we're like, we miss that feeling, I guess. I think yeah. also a lot of, a lot of people nowadays are used to games kind of guiding them along too. And there's no sense of exploration anymore. Well, but that's the funny thing because when I jumped into Axiom Verge, I, I fell in love with it. I, I, I can't pinpoint the differences in my mind, but there's something about it that just feels so much better. It, it plays so much better. Like we joke about in most games, I spend the entire game exploring every last little nook and cranny of it. And I, because I love finding all those little things, I love looking at all the stuff that, you know, artists spent hours building and, and, and creating. Um, and this seems to be perfect for me, you know, oh, yeah. in that respect, because I can, I love, I enjoy wandering around and I don't feel lost. You know, I feel like I can get a good mental map in my head. And there is a map of course, that you can pull up. Oh, thank God. Um, but I do feel like I can get a good mental map in my head just because of the way it's laid out and the way it looks. And I, I don't know the style, the everything about it, 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 it feels right to me, you know, when I play it. And I, I was telling people on Twitter in the last couple of days, I said, look, for people who aren't a Metroid fan, you know, because that's what everybody keeps hearing, you know, when, when they hear Axiom Verge, that's for, for better or worse, that's what it keeps getting compared to. I, I said, even if you're not a Metroid fan, you might want to just check it out because I'm not a Metroid fan and I love this game. Yeah. Oh, wow. That's, that's really good to hear because... You know, the question always comes up, like, like, what are you going to do about people that never played Metroid? And, you know, I'm like, I think they like it. Uh, So it's really good to hear that, you know, it's it still offers something for you. And I think, like, you know, one of the things I did want to do was because I I wasn't thinking like I want to imitate Metroid. It was more thinking I want to capture that feeling of of like discovering, like uncovering the mystery of mm-hmm. things. And there's this difference to me between like exploring and finding something unexpected um, uh, on your own and, and having it like appear on a map and your job is to figure out, you know, like how to get like, you know, uh, in some games, it's it, like Tomb Raider is what I'm thinking of. Like, it'll they'll show you where everything is on the map. The challenge is more trying to figure out how to get to that that point so you can get it. Um, yeah. And I'm trying more to like not show you the thing on the map, but have the excitement be about finding its location on the map. Right. Yeah. It is, and and <laughs> there are a number of times where I'd walk into a new area, I'd see some crazy enemy doing something and I'd run back out of there. Like I, I, I no, no, I don't <laughs> even want to, I can't not right now. And then I'd go off and explore somewhere else. Where's your sense of adventure, back. Josh? Oh yeah. It, it's well, yeah. 
Eh, I get a little worried sometimes when I see what some of those some of those enemies are doing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, uh, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. I don't, I don't know what I was going to say next. Well, I gotta, I gotta bring up the soundtrack. Mm. Uh, it's fantastic. So not only can you program a great game, but you've got this awesome soundtrack on there too. I mean, you did, do you have any like music training or did you just kind of come up with all that? Um, I have been a fiddler with music um, for a very long time. I don't, you know, I haven't taken music classes in, in high school. I had a couple of years of piano lessons, um, but that's more or less forgotten now. Yeah. Um, I think it's just, and not even related to video games. Um, I had always been like inclined to sit in front of a piano and try and like come up with my own, you know, compose my own little composition uh, even though, like, I didn't know how to write it down or anything. Um, and, uh, you know, just o- over time, I I would go through phases where, you know, I kind of wasn't interested in making a game, but I just wanted to make music. So uh, I eventually, I would say, just sort of accumulated that experience. Nice. Um, it wasn't. It wasn't really like I wanted to make music so I could make Axiom Verge's music. Sure. Uh, it was more like, you know, Axiom Verge gave me a nice excuse to go and write a whole bunch of music. <laughs> well, I'm sure I, I absolutely love the soundtrack, and uh, you, you just did such a nice job, especially uh, kind of dealing with the different moods of the, of the situations, especially. Um, and also, I mean, I, I think I even mentioned this to you at PSX, but one thing that you see with a lot of. Uh, games developed with smaller teams is they like to, especially when they try to use the, the the older graphic styles, they always want to adhere to a certain standard. You know, they want to keep the color space and the, and the pixel count to what the, the spectrum could handle or, you know, like the NES could do. And that's one thing I love about Axiom Verge too, is that you don't really adhere to any of that stuff. Like it looks kind of eight bit ish here and there or 12 bit ish or whatever you want to say. But then, all of a sudden, you have this this uh, boss that takes up half the screen and is beautifully animated with, you know, hundreds of different pieces, all animated, all moving at the same time. Uh, and I applaud you for that because that's something that I think really gets forgotten nowadays. Um, yeah, and you know that was kind of I actually like you know even though I did not do this, I really do like the, some of those games that are adhering to the old tech so much that they, you know, like, uh, Anakin, I just think that game is so beautiful. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I, I think I was more going for, um, trying to evoke the memory that you have of playing those games because, um, when, you know, the first time you ever played, uh, Super Mario Brothers, say, you know, that game didn't look old to you. It looked like, you know, the bleeding edge oh, yeah. amazingness. And so I'm trying to get that feeling of playing those games without it exactly looking like it's old, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. So it's sort of this this mix, you know? I, I do have a limited palette, but it's not nearly as limited as, as the NES palette. And um, 
you know, like you said, like the soundtrack is not strictly chiptune, although it does have a lot of square waves and triangle waves. It, it has other things too, you know, there's, there's some sampled sound effects in them. Yeah. So, you know, and I might, I'm the next game might be different. I'm thinking like, I don't know, maybe I could do a thing where each game I make has a different visual style. I don't know. Um, but, uh, yeah, I appreciate that you picked up on that. I'm trying to remember also, what's the main character's first name? Trace. Is that any type of play on Mr. Science Theater since he's a scientist? Um. Since Trace Ballou played Dr. Forrester? Uh, it is... Actually, I, I never knew the name of the guy in that. Um, but it's actually, I guess I can say this now that it's been so long. It's its actually a reference to this really old, not really old, but like 80s show that was called, um, I want to say it was called Another World or uh, Other World. I think it was called Other World. And, sounds um, familiar. Uh, and it was about this um, this family that traveled from one alternate dimension to another. Actually, they, they, there was just one alternate dimension, but it was divided into sectors, each of which was like completely different, almost like a, each episode, each sector of this world was sort of like a different episode of the twilight zone or a different planet on star Trek. And, uh, the cast, the characters had some really weird names. They were supposed to be a typical family, but, um, there was like the one kid, uh, like the oldest son was named Trace. Uh-huh. Um, and then the, uh, and like, I just thought that sounded cool, you know? Um, and then the, there was this little kid whose name was Smith and yeah, it just, and they kept on calling him <laughs> Smith. And I was like, what is he like? Someone else's kid. Does he have a different last name? Ah. No, but that, that was his first name. His full name was like Smith Sterling or something like that. Yeah, I just found it on IMDb. It was 1985. It was a miniseries. So there was yeah. Hal Sterling, June Sterling, Trace Sterling, Gina Sterling, and Smith Sterling. Huh. And, uh, yeah, I, I uh, that was another thing that I, you know, I watched. I think Metroid came out in 1986, and I uh, used to watch that show, um, when I was a child and I remember cause I was living with my grandmother at the time and, uh, she didn't even have a color television. So I watched it in black and white. Nice. I had no idea what, what the colors were. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I, just, not, I just remember I seeing his name and show or anything yeah. anymore, but it's, I just, I just saw that name and I'm like, I wonder if that's some kind of weird reference to MST. Yeah. So well, it's, it's probably like everybody's recollections of Metroid. It's, it's a little bit colored and a little bit, uh, you go back and look yeah. at it and go, oof. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, Transformers. That's, that was the most disappointing one for me to go back to as ah. an adult. <laughs> I, I can, yeah. I can understand that one. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well, um, I don't know, Josh, do you have anything else? Or I think we've taken enough of these guys time. Yeah, I think so. I, I'm, thoroughly impressed with the game i i was i will say i was a little skittish i was axiom verge and i kept hearing metroid and i was like mm, yeah. eh, eh. but i tried it out and i absolutely love it it's fantastic and you've you've really done an amazing job with the game i agree thank you guys so much and uh thank you guys for your time seriously i mean you know uh again apologies for the the weirdness with us getting sick and everything. And, uh, you know, thanks for your patience with us and, uh, thanks for spending the time with us. 
Yeah, that was really rude of you to get sick. I, I <laughs> At least you can hear that I wasn't faking. Yeah, yeah. No, I appreciate your your rescheduling because I I definitely wanted to talk to you guys. This yeah. uh, this great. And it was great meeting you at, at PSX. I think we met at another show too. But uh, you know, if, if anything comes up, like if you're going to do any other game, if you're going to do something with Axiom Verge, you know, just shoot us an email. We'll get you back on the podcast anytime. Cool. Absolutely. All right. Well, you gentlemen have a good night. Uh, good luck with the uh, the last uh, the last <laughs> the rest of launch week. And uh, seriously, folks, there's a reason that I, I and Josh both have been talking about this game so much on the podcast. It seriously is that good. And, and give it a try. It, it is a fantastic game. It is. Thank you so much. Hey, have a good night. All right. Good night. Good night. All right. Well, again, thanks to those guys so much for spending some time with us. Uh, we're, we're not BSing. This game is, is an absolute blast, even though Rock wasn't very good at it when he tried it. It was kind of like watching my mom try to play a game. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it's I. It's fantastic. I am really happy. Honestly, I really wanted a Vita. Well, it's see, I didn't ask. I should have said something about that. But it's supposed to be coming to Vita. Uh, did he actually say that? It's it's listed everywhere as it's supposed to be coming Ooh. on Vita. I should have asked. I I just. I don't know why I didn't. It just, I don't know what was going on in my head. Well, I know he said he's working on a patch for the main game right now, so. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. Um, I'm going to blame the drugs. Yeah. And I'm still Groggy. half in the bag with yeah. getting over this. I'm still coughing a lot. And uh, the baby, yeah. I was having That's... some pretty cool fever dreams over the weekend, though. Oh, jeez. I had, well, see, that was the fucked up thing. I. The first couple of days, well, the first like five days, um, I was having the same. Usually when I have a fever dream, it's one night and it's when the fever breaks and that's it. Yeah. I I was having the same fever dream every night for like three days straight, uh, three or four days straight. And I would wake up multiple times during the night and be fine, be fine, be fine. And then all of a sudden I'd wake up and I am soaked head to toe and the sheets are soaked head to toe. Yep. Like I would sweat out like crazy for one hour a night, every night. Yep. It was insane. Uh, I had to sweat yeah. out twice, but I was having like, I went back to my house. I was going to go back Friday and I actually ended up waiting until Saturday morning because uh, I thought I had to be at my house to sign for my gold amiibo that showed up, which I didn't. Damn it. Uh, so I go home and I was going to do all this stuff and I ended up pretty much just laying on the couch until I had to go to a birthday party that night. I almost skipped the birthday party, but I went, it was a total wet blanket the whole time. Went to my favorite restaurant, barely ate anything. Um, and then went home and I like got back on the couch and it was just out. So then I went up to bed and I was in bed for probably a good 15, 16 hours, which I never do. Just laying there, sweating, and just, uh <laughs> So, I don't know how you got me sick that far away, but good job. You're welcome. Because it sounds like we actually almost had the same thing. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so, and the funny thing is, I rarely ever get sick. Like, I'll lose my voice, something like that, but I rarely actually get sick. And well, when I do it, man, I do it right. Oh, yeah. That's me, too. I When I get sick, it, it 
drags on for two weeks, three weeks. It's I, when I went to the doctor, she looked at me, she's like, I swear you were in here last year at almost the exact same time, with the exact same thing. And I said, that's entirely possible. What drove me nuts was that I was here. I was home the whole time, you know, September till now. Lou has had bronchitis. Mason has been sick off and on. She was sick. Like before that, I didn't get anything, anything at all. The week I'm supposed to start my new job. Yeah. Sick as a dog. I can't go in. And I'm interviewing for jobs and I'm actually doing some work for this place. That's probably going to hire me or offer me a position. I'm already doing work for them. And they want me to do all this stuff. I'm like, listen, I can't make it. I can't even get out of bed. And I, it was funny because I'm like, great. They're just going to think this is like the great first impression. But then I came down to the office on Wednesday and I literally, I just could not talk. And, uh, I walked in and I kind of said something to him a little bit and, I said, well, at least you know I'm not faking. <laughs> yeah, it's been terrible. Yeah. But anyway, how All about right. we talk about this PlayStation Plus update? PlayStation Plus, yeah. Because your favorite it's... game's in there. Fuck yeah. Now you people have no excuse. No shit. <laughs> um, all you cheapskates who wouldn't buy it and help those. Yeah. Help that poor independent little team. Um, okay. So, uh, for the PlayStation four for April for PlayStation plus, you get never alone, which is that fantastic game, um, about the native Alaskans. And I was actually playing it last week. Uh, I'll talk about that later. Um, you also get tower of guns. Which is a tower with guns. Um, that's you know I knew I what know. it was yesterday, and I can't remember a thing about it. Yeah, all I see is that it is a tower filled with guns over the top in all the right ways. Try to survive this tower with random enemies, bosses, power ups, and a boatload of bullets. Mm. It is cross by with the PS3, so you're getting it on two platforms. Nice. Uh, then for the PS3, we have Dishonored. The game that screwed everything up last month. Yeah, which uh, everybody knows what that game is. Yeah. Uh, that was a big game. And Aru's Awakening, which is also a cross-buy with the PS3 and PS4. Wow. So you're getting multiple games here wow. for multiple platforms. Uh, this is... Ooh, all right. This sounds exciting. Uh, what started as a school project for a team of students in Iceland. I'm, I'm in already. Oh, boy. Uh, is now a gorgeous platformer I'm, I'm super in about navigating treacherous tra- terrain with well-timed teleports. I'm out. <laughs> I'm still in. Now I'm cautiously in. But you I'm, had me until teleports. I'm in. Yes. Sounds very good to me. This almost sounds like an infinite runner thing to me. Mm, uh, if it's that, I don't know if I want it. But yeah, uh, yeah we'll see. Um, for the Vita... This is a big one. Killzone Mercenary. Huge. Is available. And Monster Bag, which is an, well, according to them, it is an adorable puzzle game about a bag-shaped monster named V trying to reach his friend Nia without scaring the pants off of people. Hmm. And there's that. So, there you go. Not a bad month. Not a bad month. Yeah. 
So everybody with a PS4, I expect you to download and try Never Alone. It's not a super long game. Uh, I think, what did I say it took me initially? It was like four hours or so, somewhere around there. Yeah, I think that's what you said. Um, but uh, it's just a beautiful game, and it's a really cool concept. So yeah. Neat. Now you've got no excuse, people. Play it. And Dishonored was really good. I mean, I, I played a few hours before I sent it off for review, and I thought it was pretty cool. And I still have my save file, so maybe I can continue it now. Yeah, there you go. <clears throat> Since I don't have the disc anymore. And Kills of Mercenary yeah. is really good. Yep. Uh, there's still people playing it online. I actually just played it not too long ago. And it is PlayStation TV compatible. And I still have to finish it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's not the best Killzone in the world, but it, it's actually a very comparable game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, this one kind of came out of nowhere. So uh, Ubisoft has now revealed Assassin's Creed Chronicles Trilogy. So obviously he's still trying to go for the Guinness Book of World Record for uh, releasing the most games in a series in a single year. <laughs> but this is very different. This is actually a 2.5D, I believe, platformer. Hmm. So it's not, you know, your typical um, Assassin's Creed, you know, a full 3D uh, a world or anything. <clears throat> so what they're saying is, uh, let's see here. I only got to read this when I was at the, at the job. Uh, it's a 2.5D game with the first one taking place in China. Uh, so the China version or the China section of it is available or will be available for $9.99 on the PlayStation 4. And uh, the other two games will take players to India and Russia. Uh, and they star two, mm. two characters from the graphic novels, Arbez Mir and Nikolai Orlov. And it, it, it does. It actually kind of looks like Prince of Persia. Interesting. Yeah, I. it's funny. China, India, and Russia, and their smaller 2.5D platformer. I, I wonder if they, they had these ideas and they thought, I don't know if we can sell this like as yeah. a full, so maybe let's just do like a little thing. Um, I will say the trailer, the graphics and everything look cool, but the animations and everything look really bad so far. Um, yeah, I'm watching the trailer now for the first time. I really didn't know anything about this. Um, it's clunky. I, I, I like the I style, though. I like the style, but I don't know that I look at it and say, oh, it's Assassin's Creed. Like, you know, you could have plugged something else different in there. And but it's just Ubisoft. they got to keep that game. name in people's heads. <sighs> Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how I feel about it right now, just looking at the trailer. Yeah. Um, Especially when each installment's hmm. going to be 10 bucks. I mean, that's 30 bucks. Yeah. Well, I will. I'm probably not going to get any of them. I'm going to wait until the inevitable. Here's the disc for 39 or, yeah, 29.99. Yeah. Uh, with the compilation. And surprisingly, um, uh, this is coming out April 21st. So. Whoa. Yeah. Three weeks from now, all of a sudden, boom. Hmm. So that tells me again, eh, this might not be too good. But we'll, oh, see. we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, they have to. Well, the first chapter is April 21st. But the two chapters, they don't have dates yet. That's the thing. They have to have some kind of confidence in it because they're releasing it in three separate parts. And if the first one bombs, then what? <laughs> you know, are yeah. they just going to say, oh, we're just kidding. We're dumping the other two. 
I don't think they will. So, well, I don't know. Well, we'll see. Yeah. Huh. And this last one, this is uh, pretty breaking. Yeah. Uh, so, what I had predicted years ago has finally come to oh, yeah. fruition. Just you predicted this. Uh, yeah, I think I, I said the same thing. I had arguments with a number of people um, who were going all in on OnLive, and I told them how foolish it was to do that. Um, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Arguments, like full-on arguments. Uh, so the, the whole point here is uh, OnLive is actually finally shutting down. Yep. Um, they finally run their course. Uh, Microsoft did not buy them, which a lot of people were predicting after Sony bought Gaikai. Uh, we even speculated that maybe they will because they're going to want to jump in and have their own thing, and that's the only other semi-viable well, one the out is, there. It's really hard to integrate motion controls like connect in something that's just streaming. Yeah. So it just didn't fit their strategy, but connect is not in the box anymore. So there you go. It's still their core strategy. <laughs> um, so, uh, on live is shutting down April 30th. Yep. Uh, everybody who still has on live can play everything for free until it shuts down. Right. Because well, and, and let's kind of back up a little bit. So on live, was kind of like what PlayStation Now is, but you had to have a specialized device that would use it. Kind of yes. like now where you have to have a PlayStation or a, um, a Sony device that's compatible. Um, <clears throat> but it was all PC games, but you played with a controller. And Gaikai was originally supposed to be a competitor to this that was web-based. And Sony bought it, and that's what became PlayStation Now. That's why we were all speculating that Microsoft was going to buy it. Because well, that's kind of Microsoft's MO, not just in video games, but in IT especially, is instead of developing their own competitor to something big, they go out and find a company and they buy it. And then they just integrate it under the Microsoft name. Yeah. So um, they also use it for uh, remote play. Um, yeah. The Gaikai stuff. So on live and the people that had it, <sighs> I heard a lot of mixed stuff. I heard there's a l- there's lag. I mean, well, even depending, on that good connection to PAX that one year, there was lag. But depending on where you are, you could get lag with PlayStation Now. Sure. Um, but when you're in a good place and you have a good connection, PlayStation Now works fine. Works oh, great. Yeah, it works better um, than I ever expected. On live, yeah, I, I've just heard a lot of problems with it. Um, but I didn't think it would even last this long. I'm kind of surprised it well, lasted as long as it did. It did and it didn't because when they were almost going bankrupt, um, a, a, a group came in and kind of saved them, bought up all their assets and everything and, and, and kind of saved them. And they the went thing. away for a while and then they came back with a new subscription model of nine ninety nine a month. And that didn't help them either because nobody was talking about it on live anymore. They missed no, their opportunity. But they were still out there. I saw in Toys R Us... Um, Maybe two weeks ago, I saw down the games aisle, there was a whole little section with the TV and the box and everything all hooked up and it was all dedicated on live. And I looked at it and I was like, really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, it still existed in at least some major retail stores. Um yeah. The interesting and actually the really good thing about this for Sony is as this shut down, 
uh, Sony bought 140, give or take, of their cloud gaming patents. Yeah, so they actually pretty much got all the technology that was behind it. So if they did anything better than Gaikai did or... What I'm if thinking. anybody wants to try to go into this business, Sony now owns the patents for everything, basically. Right. But also, I have a feeling that they had a patent or, or 10 or whatever on things that they wanted to do on PlayStation now that they couldn't because they would breach yeah. that, that patent. And I have a feeling they bought them up because then, now they can say, oh, now we can do this and this and this. Well, it just made sense. I mean, because move. because Microsoft didn't go that route and because it was out there and because Sony did and they had Gaikai, that's the only logical thing to do really is to jump in as they're going out of business and grab all the patents so that you have the market. There's, there's no, there's no potential of somebody else buying up the patents and saying, right. Oh, this PlayStation now infringes on this, 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 and this, yep. cause I'm a patent troll and I'm going to make money off you, you know? Yep. Yeah, no, it was a great move by Sony. And you had to do it. So very, very smart of them. It's it's very good that they did. Um, and they probably got it for a song. Yeah, so, so. that's good. It's exciting. Yeah, it, it was it was crazy to see that news pop through today. And uh, thanks to I'm going to make sure I get this name right because uh, I wasn't on NeoGaf today. But thanks to uh, OS and Ravens fan one on Twitter for uh, helping us out with that and letting us know. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's crazy news. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I'll start what I played and stuff, because I only have, like, two things. Okay, well, I've got a lot since weeks. Oh, good, because <laughs> I, I played Fever Dreams and stuff. Oh, pl- oh well, I'll, I'll do kind of a review, I guess, of PlayStation View, because I have oh, to yeah, talk yeah. about that. Yeah. Uh, so, played some Pinball Arcade, picked up the new Adam's Family table, which is pretty superb. Uh, looks fantastic on the PS4. Uh, it, it's a really well done version of the table also played the terminator 2 table and a couple other ones last night uh and then to take one for the team literally downloaded rbi 15 and even with the new camera movement even with the extended rosters even with the fact that it has all the stadiums it actually feels worse hitting is awful uh, they added a new control scheme, which actually works pretty well. It's a new modern control scheme that's selectable, um, but hitting just feels terrible. Uh, so, in my opinion, if you liked 14, you might even want to stick with it. I don't know. It was funny because RBI's Twitter was like retweeting people saying, "Oh my god, it was it's amazing this year!" And in my mind, I was like, "Yeah, that's probably all Xbox fans because that's all they have for mm-hmm. baseball." But uh, I I was not impressed. Rock wasn't impressed either. Yeah, uh, as he said. If you want something different than MLB the show, get Super Mega Baseball. It's just a much better game. Uh, and then been playing a lot of MLB 15 the show, even as sick as I was. Uh, streamed it for, I think we streamed it for like 10 hours on Tuesday. Hmm. Uh, nobody got review copies. Nobody got review copies until um, midnight when it launched. Yeah, because I did. <laughs> what do you mean? They sent you one? <laughs> They sent me the full package, basically. Did they uh, email you about it, too? They sent me an email, and I saw it, and I thought, well, yeah, that's just PlayStation, and it's it's Did- PlayStation Nation, and it's going to Glenn and whatever, and I just ignored it. And I got home from work, and there was a FedEx package on my doorstep with PS4, PS3, and Vita in it. <laughs> Wait, they sent you... Uh, oh, yeah, Physical so those copies. are probably sitting in my house. Yeah. Because they sent me the code for it. 
And then they sent me an email saying they sent the physical copy. So I bet you the the Vita and the PS3 one are in that package then. Yeah. That's funny. Well, that's good because I was going to buy the Vita version and I didn't do it yet. So that's good that I didn't. All right. Yeah. Well, you've been on the list for a couple of years for MLB now, though. Well, I've never gotten it, though. It always goes you to you. Year. No. Hmm, no, it always know. goes to you. Yeah. Well, yeah. but uh, So, I mean, the thing is, my norm is to play for at least 40 hours before I do the review. So nowhere near ready to do a review for it yet. Everybody, you know, on the stream, oh, it looks the same and blah, blah, blah. It doesn't look the same, number one. It doesn't. Um, they have all the skin tones now. I mean, it, they can do millions of different variants of skin skin tones instead of seven. Um, but the real-time lighting, I mean... The lighting, yeah. The and problem, the lighting yeah. based on the time of year and where the stadium is and, and the orientation of where the sun is in the sky. and every, They really went full on yeah. with all of that um, this year. You don't see it as much in Road to the Show, obviously, because you're, you're flipping through, but... Once we started playing a season, you could see it plain as day. I mean, when the sun was really low, just right on that cusp of, of going beneath um, beneath the surface, just how it was coming in, he and I were both like, holy crap, that's amazing. So that alone, I mean, it, it, there's a lot of changes, but the thing that got the most revamps this year was franchise. You know, and, and they've got the new directional hitting, which is in all three versions. The Vita probably got the least amount of updates out of any of the versions. Um, and that's why it's 1999, folks. They've hit the graphical limit on on that game, and it's going to be mode upgrades, and it's going to be you know roster updates. You're not going to see a lot of that stuff in the Vita version anymore. PS3 is going to be the same way. Uh, PS3 did get a few more updates in the Vita this year, but uh, it's going to look the same as the Vita one. It's going to look the same as it has on PS3 for probably the past four years. So. Everybody asking like, "Oh, how's it on Vita?" I don't. It, it, you, if you have fourteen on the Vita, you've played fifteen pretty much. So, <clears throat> I don't know how many times I have to say it. Probably about yeah. eight. I'm thinking eight. <clears throat> but yeah, I guess well, I'll be home. Ugh, I don't know when I'm going home next because we have MGC next week. Maybe I'll we'll take a road trip up on Sunday. Um. But yeah, I mean, it, you know, we played it for 10 hours, wrote to the show. The load times between games is definitely faster, which is really nice when you're playing a whole year. Mm. Uh, I think I would say probably seven hours of that stream was just us playing wrote to the show. Moving from 14 to 15, holy shit. Seamless as, as could be. Uh, you load the game up, and you can actually move your franchise over and your wrote to the show over this year. And all it does, when you get into the game the first time, you go to wrote to the show... You don't even have to do, do this the first time if you don't want to, but if you have uh, an MLB 14, the show, save in the cloud, not on your PlayStation Plus cloud, but in the MLB, the show, the cloud, uh, and it can be from any three platforms. So it can be from PS3, PS4, or Vita. All you do is you say, continue from MLB 14. It goes and finds the save, says, do you want to use this one? You say yes. Within about 10 seconds, you're ready to go. And it pulled all my options over, pulled everything over. So I was up and running within a minute, playing my season. Cool. The show. Yeah, I I was I knew it was going to be good. I didn't know it was going to be that good. So that's amazing. And just to think, like no other series really has that at all, and, and they did it this well the first time. Um, have not tried to play it online yet because uh, I want to play when I'm not streaming because I want to make sure you know the bandwidth is all there and everything else, so that there's no excuses. But online last year played fine. 
It looked a little weird, but it played fine. Uh, Dave and I played a few times. The YouTube videos are there to prove it. So I would expect that it's going to be at least that good. I would expect it probably got a little bit better, but we'll see. But yeah, I'm really, I, I like it so far. It's a, it's a nice ev- evolution. So, and then uh, when I was sitting at home, not wanting to move and not wanting to do anything, watched the entire first season of a show called Sirens, which is on USA. Dennis Leary writes it about a bunch of EMTs in Chicago. It's a comedy. Pretty good. Enjoyed the heck out of the first season. So I would say recommended. And then I'm almost through. I never watched this show. And I finally said, screw it. I better watch it. Because it's been in my Netflix queue for like a year probably. Uh, Freaks and Geeks. Because there's a lot of history there with Mystery Science Theater. G. Elvis Weinstein was producer on it, writer. Trace Ballou was the writer on it. Uh, Trace Ballou was in a couple of episodes. So was Joel Hodgson. Um, Linda Carlini's in it. James Franco. Seth Rogen. Uh, gosh, who else? There's a ton of people you recognize. And so far, I, I like it, but it also reminds me about the things I hated the most about high school, because I really hated high school. <laughs> so I was watching, I'm like, why do I want to watch something that reminds me of something I hated so much? But, no, it's, and, and also, Joel Flaherty plays her, her dad, and they actually dressed him up as a vampire for Halloween, and he looked just like his character from SCTV. <laughs> It was great, but there's, I mean, there's some good, uh, there's some good actors in this. Um, who's the guy that did the new Muppets movies? He was on How I Met Your Mother. Um, uh, um Siegel. Yeah, Jason Siegel. His character is, uh, I can't stand his character, but nah, it's a neat show. I mean, I, I can see why a lot of people like it because it kind of got into uh, a section of high school a lot of people don't really talk about, and you don't see shows about. Um, and this is Judd Apatow also, so one of his early works. It's neat. I'm, I'm through, I think, 13 of 18 episodes, and that's all that ever aired. So, but that's it for me. I, literally is it. And I'm watching Rock play uh, Binding of Isaac. Yeah. Yeah, which I've never played. Well, well I played once, I think. I played Apotheon. Ah, it's a good game. Uh, you have to get used to the controls, but... I gave it, I gave it a good hour or so. Um, nah, I forget how long it was. I, I gave it time. Uh, I just kept playing, but I'm not really sold on the art style or, or just the way it works. It's, yeah. it's just not for me. I've, I've kind of decided at this point. Um, with my mom here and when I was here sick, and just a mess. Um, I showed her, I forget why I think we were talking about, Oh, I know what it was. We watched grounded, uh, which is the last of us making of documentary. Oh yeah. Which is fantastic. I've heard that. And she was just shocked by how much goes into a game. Oh yeah. And like a game like that. And she just couldn't believe it. Um, everything that's involved and all the different people and the music and the, the motion capture and and the writing and the research and all of it. Um, so she was blown away by that. And we were talking about it and I put in the game and, you know, she had already seen the first part and everything. Um, but then she was saying, but 
if they have to, she said now, cause they showed one of the one scene from it where he's behind this wall and one of the infected walks by and he sneaks out and he grabs him from behind and kills him and everything. And she's like, but if they did that, then they have to make the other side of that wall and they have to make over here. And how do they know? Like, how much do they have to do? I said, well, there's a way that they design each of it, each of the levels. So you're kind of shuffled into an area, you know, and you can't really get over here or there's a locked door or there's, you know, a big dumpster or half the building fell down. You know, there's ways that they keep you in that area. I said, but for something like Grand Theft Auto, that's one massive island with wildlife and with cars and with people and everything else. And it's just always there. So I put that in on the PS4 and I was showing her some of that and going all over the island and I dove into the water and she's like, wait, you're in the, wait, what? And I went underwater and she's like, and there's fish. She's like, what is this? You know, so I was showing her everything in there just to give her an idea of how insane some of these things can be. Um, and then uh, my cousin came over with her mom because they haven't seen us in a while and... Lou's about to give birth. Yeah. So we were hanging out all day and we're talking about all these different things and she's a gamer and, um, she was playing, uh, Ori on the Xbox. Which um, I haven't even booted up yet. Yeah. Her boyfriend has the Xbox one. Oh, and, one of those guys. And I was like, why did she's like, yeah, we talked about it and there was something coming to the Xbox that there was some reason, even after all the bullshit, <laughs> You know, she's well aware of it. She's like, even after all the bullshit, there was some reason that he decided that he needed the Xbox one instead of the PS4. That's where his bros play. And she's like, no, that wasn't it. And she's like, and now I want a PS4. And Ah. I said, well, and I told her about never alone. And I was like, but you know what? That's on the Xbox one. So you can get this. So it's going to be you soon too. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, I wonder if they'll do something cool with the pad. They showed it, they did a, there was a Nintendo Direct yesterday, and, I mean, there was nothing really spectacular, but um, they showed some new, like, digital titles coming, and one of them was Never Alone. Because I think they did that in in Unity, so that's why you see a lot of these games hitting multiple platforms now, because they just convert them over to the different platforms. Yeah. Unity, yeah. Yeah. Um, So we were talking about it. And as we're sitting there, I'm like, well, wait, just let me show you. So I put it in and I started playing it. And, you know, we were all getting hungry. So I paused it and I went down the street to grab a couple pizzas from Calabria. And, sure. Uh, brought it back and we're eating. And I couldn't eat because I had to keep playing. Like I handed her the controller and I was like, you play while I go get the pizzas. And then I come back and I'm like, wait, I have to keep. So I kept playing and Mason was like all into it. He thought it was Ah. really cool. He he was really digging the way it looked and what was going on. And everybody was watching it and really interested in it. And, um, so I said, Oh, if you like that, you have to see counter spy. So then I started playing counter spy for them to see. And Mason was loving that too. Cause I don't usually play a lot when he's around. Um, he usually has me playing Lego Star Wars, but beyond that, I'm usually not playing a lot with him around. Sure. Um, and I realized, you know, maybe I should, if, if he wants to see something that maybe I should play some of these games so he can see, you know, these cool different art styles and stuff. Sure. 
Um, so I was playing Counter Spy just to show them what that looked like. Uh, then I talked about Entwined, and I started playing that um, to show them that. And Which, Entwined I love, but it's too tough to pull the stuff off with my left thumb. Mm, yeah. I'm just having too many problems with it. Uh, and then I threw in Thomas Was Alone uh, uh, because I was talking to my cousin. I was talking to her about how funny it is and how cool it is and everything. So we were playing that for a while. Uh, so she could see what that was like. And then I think Mason went to get a bath or something. And I was like, you have to see the beginning of the last of us. And she's like, I wanted to play that. And I was like, well, just watch the beginning. So I played through the beginning and partway through Mason comes down and I paused it. And he's Ah. like, he's like, what are you doing? I was like, you can't see this. He's like, I want to see it. And he came to get on my lap. I'm like, you can't see this. It's going to give you nightmares. It's really scary. He's like, but I want to see it. I was like, really? Nah, just... You better not have given in. No, no, absolutely not. I told him, I said, I said, just go with mommy downstairs. You have to go get something downstairs anyway. I said, go down there. I'm almost at the end of this part. So give us like five minutes and I'll be done. Um, so I did. I, I got to the end of it. And well, that was the funny thing. When I got to the end of it, my cousin was like, I, this is like every game has making is making me sad now. She's like yep. the very beginning of Ori had this horrible thing happen and I was so sad and now yeah. this is doing the same thing. <laughs> so but she's like, but I love it. I really now I really want to play this. <laughs> You'll probably see Ori come to different platforms too though eventually. Yeah, maybe. I, I figured when we saw it that it was gonna be one of those long term, maybe in a year or so. But yeah, I'm I'll, yeah. I'm gonna pick it up on the Xbox One anyway. Well, I bought it. Um, I picked it up. I I just haven't had a chance to. Um Oh, by the way. I picked up the uh, the Fast and Furious pack. For... Oh, the pack. Yeah, I downloaded it. I didn't. How long did it take you to download and install? I have no idea. Yeah, it took me like six hours. Because I hit the download thing and then I turned it off. Um, that shit is ridiculous. And every time I say something on Twitter, like, oh, yeah, we have that problem, too. Like, how do people accept this? I don't know. It's the yeah, that it's bad with with that for some reason. Um. Uh, what else here? Uh, I played Axiom Verge, obviously, yeah. and I'm I'm looking at a screenshot right now of the trophies on the PS4, mm-hmm. and Axiom Verge is listed PS4, PS Vita. Okay, that's okay. so it shares trophies, yeah. so it is coming. So hope see. Damn it! I wish I had talked to him about cross save. Yeah. Jo- Josh and I were. I said something after. I'm like, man, I really want this on Vita, and he. We started talking about it, so that's why this is kind of a continuation of that. Yeah. Conversation. I, Cross save, cross buy. I that I would like. Well, eh, I would like to know that either way, because um, they share the same uh, trophies. So you would assume at least cross save. Well, I'm sure it is. It'll probably have a cloud save or something like that. Yeah. Uh, and I got since the Lego Ninjago. I know that now that that's how it's pronounced. Oh, is that uh, what it is? Yeah, since that's I'm Ninja Go or something like that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know what it was, but since the new one is coming, yeah, uh, it'll be in your hands tomorrow. Unless I found possible. I found the original one for fifteen bucks, so I grabbed it. Um, cool. Which is Lego Ninjago Nindroids, uh, and that oh, was the yeah. one just for the Vita. Um, well, I think it was on. No, maybe that was just for the Vita. It might have hit the 3ds. Um, it probably did. 
but uh this one it's it's pretty cool so far it seems to be a hybrid of well it seems to be more like a lego movie game on the vita okay. where uh lego marvel was like speed runs and then go back and play it over and over and over again yeah. to pick up all the different things. Uh, Lego movie kind of, you know, the speed run is there, but it's not, a, it's there. Um, but really they have all the multiple go back and do it again and again and again. Yeah. Uh, Ninjago. I, I don't remember. I don't think, I guess maybe it does have a speed run in it. It does have a timer in it that you can beat, but I don't think it doesn't seem to be in every level. I don't know. It's been a, I played it like two weeks ago and I was half sick, so I, yeah. I couldn't tell you for sure. Um, it's pretty cool. Uh, I, I dug into Wikipedia to get an understanding of what this was and where it was and what I was doing with it um, because it's its own story and you jump in and you jump right in. I'm like, okay, what's happening here? Yeah. Um, it, they have like a series of movies or TV shows or miniseries um, of this Lego Ninjago. And they say it right at the beginning. It's Lego Ninjago. And I was like, Oh, okay. There we go. Um, so the question has been answered. Yeah. Um, it's, it plays pretty well. It's, it's like a pretty cool Lego game so far. Um, through, they have, I think, five different series or five different movies or whatever they have. Um, this apparently is like in the third set in the third one. Okay. And covers like the entire story, basically. Mm. So if I play this and then go back and watch that, I'll know the whole thing, essentially. Oh, okay. Um, I think that the next game, the new game that just came out, covers the next story. Um, so it looks like they're, they're basically making games out of the series or the movies or whatever they are. Sure. Um, but it's, it's pretty cool so far. Uh, you know, they, they've got some interesting moves and things like that. And, uh, you have to like find disguises, which changes your hat or changes your hair or changes whatever to, you know, similar to the Lego <laughs> star Wars. Are things you saying you, you get a new hat? Where you had to put on the Star Wars, uh, the the Stormtrooper yeah. helmet, you know, to get into a place yeah. and things like that. Um, so it's it's pretty cool so far. I, I kind of like it. Um, and with MLB 15, I installed it on the Vita, didn't get to touch it. Uh, and yeah, you know, well, I'm not thrilled that it's not a card, but I'm happy that it's on the Vita. I'm still not thrilled that it's not a card, but I, I, have, I know I'm actually fine with it because I don't like carrying the cards around. Yeah. I'm not because them. precious space on my, on my yeah. memory card, but okay. Um, so I haven't got to touch that yet. I did play some of the PS three and I did play some of the PS four. Oh, good. Um, the PS three looks good. Plays good. I played it right after the PS4, so Ooh. you know it looks. No, it it actually looks fine. Um, you know, of course, it's a minor step down. Um, 
the nice thing about it was, all right, let me go back to the PS4. So I put in the PS4 just to see what it looked like. And it was this morning and I was like, Mason, you know, let's, let's look. And he's like, Hey, that's baseball. You know, um, it jumps you right in Mm -hmm. and see, I don't think you experienced this because you had the download version. It's got that install. It's got that horrendous install that it had from last year's version. Where well, and that was one thing people were asking about. And it's funny because of the digital version, when you first start the download, it shows like I think twenty gig or something, and uh-huh. it was telling me like nineteen hours. But then all of a sudden, because they do that compression now, all of a sudden it went down to like three point something gig, and it said like eighty minutes, and mm-hmm. it actually went pretty fast. But at that point, I was so tired just from being sick. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to bed. We'll we'll stream this in the morning. Yeah. So, and then there's a day one update as always. Yeah. So, well, the update patch came in and downloaded and, and got in there and it was good. And I started the game and it kicks you right into, uh, Royals giants. Um, you have to play through the game. You can't do anything else. Um, so I was like, Uh, all right, you know, I'll play this exhibition game. I Um, bet you it must be doing some install in the background. It is on the digital version. You didn't have to do that. No, it is. It's for the physical version. It's doing it. It shows it up in the corner, Rock. because because I'm watching it. Disc, hold on, Josh. He says yeah. that on the on the disc version, um, it makes you play a game Royals versus Giants while it's doing the install in the background of of this game. Yeah. So, but it it gets kind of bad because I, I mean it's good to a certain extent because as you're playing the game. I don't know if you experienced this because as you're playing the game, uh, there's no commentary, but Matt Vaskersian is there and he's, uh, he's talking yeah, and he's telling you, Hey, new this year and MLB 15, the show, we have this and we have this and he's going through all the new stuff. You know what probably happened, Josh? What? Because we do have a disc version here too. Okay. Because I bought the anniversary edition because I wanted that cool case and everything. Yeah. So, cause I thought we were just getting a code, so I was like, I want to buy that. So Rock put that in his PS4, but he let it install all the way through and let it sit. And I think what you did, because even on the Xbox One, it's it's more prom- prominent. When on the Xbox One, it's doing the install, and then it says ready to play. But then you go in, and it like it'll, like on Rise, it lets you see the menu. Yeah. I think you were kind of experiencing that same thing where you got in at the bare minimum, and it still had to do more of the stuff. Because when he, that's why it was so confusing to me. Because I remember when Rock put his, and that's why I was asking him. Because we never saw that on 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 our side. Well, when you put the disc in, and you get the update, and then you start playing, this is what happens. You you have to play that exhibition game. Um, well, World Series game, whichever one they're calling it. Uh, it's an exhibition game. Um, you play through it, and is it while you're pitching? Yeah, I guess it's while you're pitching. Um, he's telling you. And he's like, and I'll be back in the top half of the next inning. Yeah. Um, so it's each inning that you're pitching, he gives you, you know, this is what's going on in the game. And I think it's for five innings he, he gives that. Did you choose beginner? No. When it I said... Didn't. It gives you a beginner no, advanced? No. I said, I've, I've played this game oh, before. This is, I know what I'm doing in this game. never saw this. Well, I'm telling you, this is No, no, I'm, exactly I'm, not, I'm not refuting you. I'm just, I'm just shocked. I've never yeah. heard this. So 
you're playing the game, you get all this stuff. And I was like, at first I was like, well, this is interesting that they give you all this stuff. And then I looked up and I saw up in the corner, it's showing that install bar. And I was like, oh, so that's why they're doing this. I said, I get it. I said, that's actually kind of nice, you know, that he gives you all the information on what's going on, all the new stuff in the game, and just kind of getting your feet wet with it. Um, You know, that's actually a little bit better than, in some respects, how they did it last year, because last year... Well, let me finish. Okay. Because last year, remember, (laughs) it it loaded in, and you could start playing right away if you wanted to play Road to the Show, because that's the most popular mode. But if you wanted to play anything else, it said it still has to install. Well, yeah. So I played this whole game, and I paused it several times because we were doing things. Um, And it sat there for a while, you know, and I'd come back to it, and I'd finish the game. I finished the whole game, nine innings. Um, I found out well after the fact, you know, tonight when I was taking screenshots of stuff so that I would have it for, you know, I was grabbing all my PlayStation View screenshots and everything and that I had saved. I saw that I got two trophies. Like, I had two screenshots for MLB 15. I'm like, I didn't take any screenshots. And I saw the two little trophy things. And I'm like, oh, it did that. Um, So I looked at what they were. I got a gold and a bronze trophy from playing that exhibition game. Um, One was getting through nine innings without walking anybody. Oh, okay. And one was getting through nine innings... uh, uh, I forget for what it was. Um, but I think the gold was without walking anybody. And I was wow. like, wow, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, so, but I get to the end of the game and I'm like, okay, let's, let's check out the Phillies or something like that. There's no option. I'm stuck. All it says is, um, you know, all the highlights of the game, the pitcher batter, um, anal- analysis, all these different things. Or restart. You can't get out to a menu. You can't do anything except keep playing that exhibition game until it installs. Wow. Interesting. Uh, Yeah. That's really weird. I wonder if it's just because we let it sit for so long and we weren't playing. It must be. Yeah. Because I didn't let it sit. And, and, well, I did let it sit for quite a while because I kept pausing and coming back to it. Well, but that's the thing, though. The, The game is running. So yeah. you're already taking resources away from the install? But then I stopped. Well, I stopped where I was. You know, I, I left it there on that screen. Yeah. Um, because I was like, all right, it's installing. I can't get out. I can't get to a menu. I can't do anything else except stop the game. So I said, I'll just leave it there. And I turned off the TV, left the PS4 running. We went out. We went out to the park. We were out for hours. Mm-hmm. I came back. I went back into the game and that's still my only option. I stopped, you know, I went shut down the game entirely, went back into the game. That's still my only option is to play through that whole thing again, through that exhibition game again. You didn't reinstall it or something? Uh, This is what happened to me. So, and it's still installing. It's, it's, it's maybe even like a third of the way done installing. You may have to, yeah, you might want to delete it and reinstall it. So, well, I'm going to do it on the second PS4 anyway, so we'll see what happens on that one. Yeah, because that's, um, that's not what we experienced at all with the disc version. That was so that's, weird. yeah, so that's what happened to me with the disc version. So that's all I've seen is that that yeah. one exhibition game. Um, 
for the PS3 version, I put it in and you know, it, it gives you, we can install five gigs or 10 gigs and you know, it's better to, so I said, just do the 10 gigs. And it said it was going to take about 20 minutes and I just let it go and it did its 20 minutes and it installed it and I started playing it and I was like, wow, I could jump right in. I can play anything. This is quite a different, you know, it's a different experience all of a sudden because last year I had 14 I went through that whole nightmare and, and then this was going on with 15. I was like, ah, and it was just refreshing to jump right in and have everything available to me right off the bat. Um, so I jumped into the, to the exhibition with Royals and Giants just to compare it since I just played it on the PS4 um, to take a look at it. And it actually compares pretty favorably, all things considered. Um, a lot of, and not all obviously, but a lot of the little upgrades that they've done are available on the PS3 with um, any, and he talks about that, you know, in the commentary, he's doing the same thing. Hey, this is available and that's available on, and I was noticing it. Um, so it's, it's pretty good. You know, if all you have is the PS3, you know, it's not going to look as good as the PS4 and it's not going to have some of the great lighting enhancements, things like that. But it, sure. it does have a lot of the, the nuanced stuff with, uh, looking inside and outside when you're batting and stuff like that, which is sure. really nice. Um, so yeah, it's, it's cool so far. Well, the, game um, always looked, the game always looked great on the PS3. Yeah. Now. Yeah, it did. Uh, so yeah, I think that was the last thing I played because of all that. Um, and then what else did we see? Uh, we watched Muppets most wanted again. Nice. Um, cause my mom has never seen it and Mason watched it with her. Uh, I can't think of what else. And we, we saw a couple movies, but they were, I don't even know. Um, uh, my mind is blank. Oh, but it follows has gone nationwide. It's on like eighteen hundred yeah, screens or anything. Oh yeah, that's exciting. So now you people have no excuse for that one either. It's, like it's you have out stock there. In that movie, I swear. I it's fantastic. It's fantastic. I it's, think I, it's great because I think I, I started thinking like I wanted to film an alternate ending to the movie, and like. Whoever's getting chased finally just give up and turn around and say, "Fine, what do you want?" And the mon- or you know, like the the creature or whatever walks up and says, "I've been following you for a while. You dropped your purse," and then mm. just walks away. I think that'd be awesome. There was there was a show. I think it was a TV. Show. It might have, I don't remember which one it was. Um, some show where they did something like that, where there was some monster. Maybe it was a kid's show. Maybe it was like Sesame Street or something. Oh, it was a kid's show where something was chasing them constantly. There was always this monster. Oh, my gosh. You know what it was? Bubble Guppies. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's a kid's show. Holy shit. It was Bubble Guppies where this thing was after them. I think it was that. This thing was after them through the whole show, and they kept screaming, ah, and they kept running away from it, running away from it, running away from it. And the guy was just like, I just wanted to give you this book or something yeah. like that. You know, it was like some completely innocuous thing and they were terrified of it because he looked like a monster. Yeah. Um, 
Oh, that's funny. I hadn't even thought of that. I don't know. I just um, saw the commercial and I just that popped in my head. Yeah, I mean, I I I don't want to oversell it, um, but Julie. you know, it's it's really cool. It's one of those things that catches you off guard, you know, because we've all seen a million horror movies and we've all seen a million horror movies that are similar to each other and and the same, you know, well. And they've got the jump scares and they've got this and they've got that. And you expect all these different things to happen. And something like cabin in the woods comes along and it's totally refreshing. And then something like it follows comes along and it's totally refreshing and it's scary and suspenseful all at the same time, but it's not what you expected. And it's, it's better and it's different. And it's, that's why I love it so much. It's, it's not your typical horror movie. Um, yeah, which I liked about it, you know, um, it's just a unique take on it's it. It's just a part of an. It's just a horror movie about a really, really aggressive STD. Basically, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's just creepy. It's scary. Oh, uh, so all right. Uh, and I did a bunch of PlayStation View on both the PS3 and PS4. Yeah, so so we can talk about that after. Talk about that because the one thing I've heard is it's really sluggish on PS3. Yes, it is. Um, it definitely is. Especially for me and my connection, I was like, "What the?" F-? Um, so for the PS4, um, all right, wait, let me pull no, up. No, these. we talked about this a lot when I had the call-ins last week, but nobody that called in had it. Okay, JC was thinking about it, but he hadn't done it yet. Yeah. So I did it. So and now the thing is, what I learned <laughs> and what we discussed, uh, you must have a credit card tied to your account right. to get it, no matter what. You can have $200 in your account in PlayStation credit, like you could get the cards, uh, you know, the PlayStation network cards, put all that money on your account, have enough money to cover you know, two, three months of it doesn't yeah. matter. You it's must have a credit card on yep. the account. So, uh, I got that going. Um, you go through, you get your terms of service and then you get your choices. Uh, you have the access level, which is 50 bucks a month, the core, which is 60, the elite, which is 70. Hmm. Um, it allows you to it's you can look at the details of each of the packages you can compare all the channels in each of the packages so you can really get an idea of what you're getting into um and whether it's going to be worth it for you uh for new york they have they show you right off the bat cbs channel 2 nbc4 fox 5 uh they have channel 9 which is like a local here, um, Telemundo, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a number of things that are on my cable box. Uh, some things that aren't, which was kind of cool. Um, some channels that I had never heard of. Uh, what was one of them? One of them, which was, which I ended up watching a lot, which was really weird. Uh, you know, they have a bunch of Fox college sports. I did the elite, which is the 70 bucks. Cause I wanted to see everything. I wanted to see what it's like to have all these different channels, you know, all the, the college sports, the Esquire, I think was the one. Yeah. Another the, NBC channel. 
Oh, which is a weird network. Um, um, but the thing is, there's and this came no, up a lot last week. No ABC, no ESPN. Exactly. No Disney. Yeah, because Disney owns all that, and right now that's on Sling and wherever else. And ESPN has is in tight with Microsoft. Yeah. It'll probably come at some point. Um, who knows how long and how much, what they have to do to negotiate that. Um, but you would have to assume that it will come at some point. It's just a matter of what it's going to take to get it there. Right. Uh, AMC showed up right before the season finale of walking dead. Yep. Saw that. So, so they are still adding in channels. Um, well, we're trying to get all the contracts taken care of and yeah. Yeah. And that's the nice thing. You know, it, it launched and a week later they're like, Oh yeah. And here's AMC. And it wasn't just AMC. It was like the AMC channels, which is like three or four different channels uh, that were added in. Um, you know, they've got all the Fox stuff. They've got all the NBC stuff. Um, they've got like the Nat Geo, Nat Geo Wild, the Nick Jr., stuff like that. The Palladia, which was I was very happy to see. Um, Spike and TBS and Sci-Fi and all these different channels. So the Yes Network too, which is local. It's the Yankees. Um, right, sports and network. I mean that's that's probably the biggest draw of it over the competitors right now is that you get the local sports. Not all of them. Well, okay. So which ones you probably don't get the MSG Network? I'm assuming. Exactly. Now, see, that's the biggest thing here. Um, like in Philly, you're going to get Comcast Sports, and that covers the Flyers and the Sixers and the Phillies, so you're set. And you've right. got one channel. Up here, it's broken up because Cablevision, and that's probably why they don't have it, and that's probably why they will never get it, because Cablevision uh, would not allow that stuff to go out. Um it took forever. Like I didn't have that on Fios when it first started, but then they got it at yeah. some point. Um, Cablevision owns the MSG networks and that covers Knicks, Nets, Rangers, Islanders. Uh, I think even the Mets or mm. are, are they're on sports. New well, York. Nobody wants to watch the Mets. Well, yeah, but they're on sports, New York, which is another channel that's not here. Um, mm. We only got the Fox Sports stuff, which is a lot of college stuff, and the Yes Network, which is basically just Yankees. Yeah. Um, so you're not getting like the MLB network, but you should have your MLB package if you're into that, and the right. NHL package. You do get like the NBC Sports stuff. So that's what the fine. problem is. I mean, I would expect, especially for that much money, to get MLB network and that sort of thing because. The MLB package and the NHL package, you still can't watch the stuff live if you're in the same area. And that's the biggest dis uh, disappointment. So where I live and I don't have cable, if I get MLB, MLB TV, I got to wait until an hour and a half after the game ends to start watching it. Yeah. I would expect if I'm getting a cable substitute like PlayStation View, that, that that's one of the core things that I would expect out of that service. Well, but you, and my like biggest fear is NFL... Since Fox, you know, Fox for NFC, so Fox has the Packer games. Would my, if, my, if PlayStation View ever came to Marshfield, which we know it won't, but if it did and Fox is on there, would they black out that game for some reason? They you know, won't. There's a fear of that. They won't. They can't because they're not. 
it's it's I don't see it like that because like I said, like down in Philly, you're getting Comcast Sports, Comcast Sports Network, which you're going to see all the live Flyer games, all the live Phillies games, all the live Sixers games. You're going to see all that stuff live. What you're seeing is not like it's not like the MLB network or like the the MLB package, you know, yeah. where you get uh, every single game available to you except the local games. You're getting Fox. You're getting the Fox 5 broadcast out of New York. Right. So when the Giants are on, the Giants are on. It's the, they're not going to black anything out there. You're getting the Fox no. 5 feed. There's no reason to do that. There's that's I don't see that ever happening because all you're doing, they're just rebroadcasting the feed. It's not like they're going to, like Fox is going to, or the NFL is going to come in and say, well, this is on PlayStation View, so we're going to well, block it somehow. I don't you, think they can you or can will. see something like that. But I'm gonna, or DirecTV so. coming in and saying, well, this is IP-based. Nah, I, well, we'll see when it, in September, but I don't sure. think that's going to happen. Well, but the thing is, you already have files. Yeah. You obviously still have a lot more channels. Yeah. Then you do on view. You have a $70 package with like, I pay 50 bucks a month for my internet. So that's 120 bucks right there. If I wanted to go this route, if I had the opportunity, that's how much charter costs me right now. Mm-hmm. And I, I guarantee you, I get more channels on charter. It'd be a lot of channels I don't care about, but it'd be a lot more channels. Yeah. So, well, I mean, I don't know so, if it'd be worth it because with charter, they even have an app, and I can actually watch TV on a few stations on my tablet if I'm out and about, which you can't – it doesn't support the, the Vita, and it doesn't support remote play, so I'm losing features too. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. And I know that a lot of people have been saying, well, I'll just get Sling on the Xbox One because it's cheaper and you know it's less channels, but it's cheaper. But well, if you look at it – Sling too. But but even with that, if you look at it, and plus that has my ABC, Disney, and ESPN, right. which I want. Um, but if you look at it in a like a price per channel basis, PlayStation View is actually the better deal. Yeah, yeah. If you break it down, because twenty bucks you're getting twenty channels. At fifty bucks you're getting more than fifty channels. At sixty bucks, you're getting more than sixty channels. At seventy bucks, you're getting more than seventy channels. Price yeah. per channel, you're getting a better deal on PlayStation View. Yeah. You might not have the channels, the specific channels you want. It depends on yeah, what just, you're looking for. I'm I mean, just right curious. now. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Well, I see it. I mean, bottom line, I, I can talk more about how the service works and what it is. But bottom line, the way I see it now is similar to, uh, I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, we've talked about it, like maybe the PlayStation 3 when it first launched. It has a good platform. It, it's it's a good, solid base to be built upon. Yeah. And it shows potential. There is promise there. It may not be everything it needs to be right now. You know, there's channels missing. The price is a little high, depending on what you're looking for. Uh, the PS3 doesn't work that well. But it's a good start, and it shows a lot of promise. 
it could turn into something really, really big. Sure. If they can get it on the Vita, if they can get it, you know, remote play, if they can do all these little things that you want or need it to do, it could be a very viable alternative. Could be. It, it could be, but right I don't think now, that no. price, it could, I don't think it's worth it at that price because well, I just don't, I don't understand who they think their competitors are at that price point because I don't like Charter at all. I don't like Time Warner at all, obviously. We don't like the cable companies. But the simple fact of the matter is you already have to have internet, so you're already going to have a provider for your internet in there to use View. But like I said, I don't have HBO and Showtime and all that stuff, which isn't available on View anyway. And my my cable, my internet was roughly 120 bucks a month. And if the elite package is what I go for in View, that's how much everything costs me anyway. But until, in my opinion, until View offers an a la carte option, at least for the base channels, I don't think it's viable. I really don't. Yeah. You're not getting as much. You're probably it's you're losing features, you're losing channels, but you're paying the same price. Depending on your package, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I mean, the thing is, if I didn't have a choice, like if I was here, and because when I when we first looked at this area, and I said, "Well, what's the cable company there?" and I saw that it was uh, Comcast. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck, I can't. I don't know. I'm not." Like I was really scrambling, and then I found out, oh, but FiOS is there too. I went, oh, yeah, thank you, because I will not ever get a Comcast subscription again. I don't like them. I don't trust them. My brother went through an absolute nightmare with them. Well, and they're still blocking HBO Go on PS4. Yeah, and and they're just scumbags. I'm sorry if for if anybody happens to work for them, but they. They, the way they run that cable company and the way it works, yeah. they're scumbags. And I will not ever give them a dime. If we had moved here and it was only Comcast, I'd absolutely be using PlayStation View. I'd, I'd find sure. a different way to get my internet and I'd be using PlayStation View instead of them. I just – I couldn't do it. I wouldn't be getting as much and I wouldn't be getting – you know, there'd be a lot of things I'd be missing out on. But I'd deal with it because I can't – I mean that's just me. Uh, yeah. it it isn't where it needs to be yet, but it is a good solid base and it it has a lot of promise. It has some really cool features. Um, like the other night, I realized Walking Dead was on. You know the the finale. Yeah, and it had already started. It was like fifteen minutes into it. And I was like, oh fuck! And I ran upstairs, and I thought, oh wait, I can just I can PlayStation View, and. That's what was happening. They were watching a movie. I think they were watching uh, um, the Muppet, uh, the the second Muppet movie, yeah. my mom and Mason in the living room. I ran upstairs to the bedroom because I didn't want to, you know, stop the movie and go into view and pull this up and do this whole thing. So I ran upstairs to the bedroom, turned on the PS4, and went into view. And I was, you know, I pulled up AMC and said record. And what it does, it'll grab it from the beginning, which is nice. So it grabbed the whole thing for me and I shut it down and Mason's walking up the stairs and he's like, daddy, the, the movie stopped. 
can you fix the movie? And I'm like, what happened? What did you push? You know, I'm thinking he pushed a button uh, because it was on the PS4 and I'm thinking he pushed a button on the, on the controller and I come down and they didn't push anything. It says on the screen, you've been signed out because you signed into another PS4. And I went, oh, crap. (laughs) I was like, I'm sorry. That was my fault. I did that because I had to, I'm sorry. So I went in, I I put it back on. It jumped right back into the movie right where it was. So he was happy. And I was like, sorry about that. (laughs) Um, But I hadn't, I completely forgot about that. Um, but that is one of the cool things about it is that, you know, you can, you can set your favorites. Uh, yeah, yeah. it'll record things for you. Um, you know, like any DVR service, but you know, some of the DVR services will do that. Uh, yeah, Charter, DVR Charter's services DVR does that now and where it'll jump back and it'll grab it from the beginning. Some well, cause won't. it's all in the cloud. Yeah. I mean, that's all, that's all view is doing is it's, it's just using cloud services, uh, which is fine. The, and that's great. One of the nice things I like, and I've been having a problem with this, there's a couple channels on Fios that I've been having a problem with. And when I had the guy in here replacing uh, all these wires, because the the power went out, the last time the power went out months ago, the big power outage, he had to come around and replace these things in everybody's garage. Um, because it blows this circuit out and then messes up the wires and you have to replace all these wires that are coming into the house. And while he was here, I said, you know what? I've been having problems with like three or four channels constantly where they just come in a mess. You know, sometimes they're totally fine. And other times for days, weeks on end, they're a mess and I can't watch them. And Palladia is one of them. And that's one of my favorite channels with all this live music. Yeah. And he came in, he's looking at everything. He's trying all these different things. He couldn't get it fixed. So I've just had to live with that where sometimes I get it. Sometimes I don't. Well, it's on view and I'm like, perfect. (laughs) So now I can watch it. That's one of those things where I'm like, well, that's really cool. I have that. Um, the, it's a little hard getting used to if you've been on cable your whole life or TV your whole life, that it's a little hard getting used to going into uh, the program guide where it's just listed alphabetically by channel. Oh, okay. You know, in your head, you know what these numbers are. You move to a new place, you have the new cable and you learn where all the new numbers are just for your channels. So you just know where to jump to. There are no channel numbers here. (laughs) There don't need to be any channel numbers here. It's just the names of everything. Sure. So, scrolling through all the different, you know, alphabetically, that's why you pick, you, you favorite some channels. So you've got your favorite channels there and you can just jump right into those. They're always listed first in the big cable guy, in the big guide. Sure. Um, they're the first ones you scroll through and then you get the rest. Um, there's other ways to scroll through things and see them. Uh, it's funny cause when I first tried it out, I was sick as a dog. I'm laying on the couch and it was the middle of the day on a weekday. There is crap on TV, man. There's yeah, absolute Judge Judy and crap on Judge TV. Roy Brown and so I was having you. problems finding anything I even wanted to watch. Um, TV Land had Hogan's Heroes, and I was like, sweet. So I started Ooh. watching that. Um, but I jumped over to the PS3, and I'm trying to watch it. And literally, once a minute... 
it would pause Ugh. or the, 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 the picture would freeze and the audio would keep going and I'd go, Oh crap, here we go. And then you're going to reformat that hard drive. What happens is, um, the screen goes dim. Uh, the logo comes up TV land, Hogan's heroes, season two, episode 22, Heil clink network connection speed is at the bottom and it sits there for a couple seconds and then jumps you back into the show, but it jumps you back like 10 or 15 seconds. Oh God. So I'm like, Oh fuck. I just watch that, you know, or, or it'll skip. It depends on what happened. You know, sometimes if the audio keeps going and the picture drops, it'll suddenly jump you back 30 seconds. If, if this thing drops out, it'll drop you back in, but now you've missed 10 seconds. It's, It's weird. It's all over the place. So the PS3 has a lot of problems like that. I had that happen every now and then on the PS4, but rarely compared to the PS3. Um, Interesting. It would happen a lot on the PS3. So that was just kind of a pain. Um, the picture was actually really good. Um, it you know would take a second. I did have a really weird thing, and I didn't get to try it on... I only... Did I get, no, I only got to try it on the one PS4, um, or the one TV really. Um, cause when I jumped in with that thing, recording the walking dead, I didn't even notice it. I didn't even think about it. Sure. Um, what happened is every time I would load it up to watch it, the picture would be dim. Like, uh-huh. like it does when, you know, the, when it's not getting the signal or something and everything freezes up, it would dim and, and it's, it's just playing. You're just watching a TV show. And I'm like, what the hell is with it being so dim? I would have to go into the guide, pull up the guide entirely and go back out. And then I would get like full color. Everything is perfect. Weird. Every time I started the app up, Mm. really strange. I don't know if it was, it can't just be the TV because it's not, it's probably a bug. Yeah, it's it's a weird bug. Um, so that was a little weird thing that was going on. Um, I ended up watching a bunch of uh, $6 million man nice. <laughs> because that was on like Esquire or something like that, which was really odd. Um, they have actually a really nice help system in there, which explains everything. Oh, nice. Um, in the settings, you have your subscription. You can modify the f- subscription at any time. You can unsubscribe. Yeah, you uh, got to make it, it wife friendly, though. That's the yeah. most important thing. And that's the thing. And it tells you, you know, your like the screenshot I have here. It's it shows free trial, monthly charge will occur on this date, and this is what you're going to get charged. Wow. Um, the user guide is is pretty comprehensive. It has you know a button guide for your dual shock because that's what you have to use. Um, it, it basically teaches you everything you need to know about it. Um, and how do you record and DVR and how do you switch between that and the game? How do you, Oh, the location thing. That was a big thing. And I don't know if anybody's talked about this cause I don't know if anybody's aware of it. When you set it up, it ties it to your zip code and that's it. Really? If you move, it's not going to work. If you move, it'll probably, you'll probably have to un- unsubscribe and 
No, You're you have to. Scratch. You have to. You have to call support. Oh well. To get something done because it will not work. Mm. Um, like if I move to Philly, it's not going to work. Um, here it is. Uh, stream PlayStation View at home on your PlayStation Three and PlayStation Four systems. Your home location is the ISP address you 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 establish at sign up. Oh, so you know what's even funnier. If it's tying to the MAC address of your cable modem, if they have to replace your cable modem, it probably won't work either. Possibly. Because um, every, every device would have a different ID. Yeah. It says you can use several apps to access network content outside the home on most devices with your PlayStation View credentials. Um, but you cannot sign into a PlayStation View on a system outside your home location nor can you take your system anywhere outside your home location to use the service. So you, if you got it, you couldn't be carrying your PS4 all over Wisconsin and using it. It wouldn't right. let you. It wouldn't that makes let sense. It. If you try to access from outside your home location, you will be asked if you would like to change your home location. If you change the, lo- the location at that time, your original location will not work. Hmm. Um, that sounds so. Standard. Yeah, it's a whole thing that you have to contact support and you have to do a whole thing. Um, you can set it up on multiple PlayStation 4s or PlayStation 3s in your house and it's it's all good, you know, hmm. as you would expect. Um, so you can do the search for shows and things like that. It's the same search that's on the PlayStation Store where you go letter by letter. Ugh. Um. They have such a good typing implementation with the motion on the controller. Yeah. I don't know why they still stick us with that stupid search criteria thing. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it depends on what you need. Um, it's probably not good for a lot of people right now. Um, I like a lot of the stuff it has. Um, I like the way it works. I just, I would like to see obviously a lot more channels on it. Yeah. Um, I mean, they keep touting it as no contract, no contract. Guess what? I don't have a contract on my cable. One thing you have contract on now is Dish. No, no, it depends on your cable system because if you want to get, like I have a two-year contract, right? Well, it's less than two no. years now. Well, you could, you have, the, like Charter gives you the option of doing that to guarantee, quote unquote, that your bill won't go up, which is absolute bullshit. Well, um I can tell you stories about that one. No, but that's what they all do now. But with Fios, I work them because you do that. After your initial contract runs out, you go month to month. Yeah. And then you can go to them because then that's when they start hitting you with all these emails and and letters and, hey, you know, we'll offer you this. We'll give you $200. We'll do this for you. We'll do that for you because they're afraid you're going to jump ship. Oh, yeah. So I went into them and I said, look, I want this, this, and this. I want the bigger package. I want the better internet speed. And I want all these different things. And I don't want my bill to change. And the first person was like, no. And I was like, all right, bye. And a day or two later, I called back and I did it until I got somebody who said, okay, you know, we don't want to lose you. Uh, You have to go for a two-year contract. I said, that's fine. So my bill didn't change. I got the full package. I have everything that you can possibly get on it. Well, not everything. There's a couple things I don't have. But, you know, I opt. I said, give me everything. 
and make my internet speed a little bit better and do all this stuff. And I don't want my bill to change. And that's what I got. But yeah, I'm locked into it. I'm like, I'm not moving. What do I care? You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, But yeah, if, if I wanted to drop it and go with play a combination of like PlayStation view and sling and Hulu plus and Netflix and all these different things. I mean, all of it adds up, you know, you have to think about what channels are important to you. Uh, how does this work compared to your cable system? You know, maybe you've got like my brother, his big problem with Comcast, the majority of his channels were coming through as garbage. Like he wasn't getting yeah, anything yeah. and he was in a big fight with them and they were like, Oh no, it's outside here on this. And you know, we don't pay for that. You have to pay for that. And it's like $600 or something. And he was like, this is bullshit, you know? And he was in a huge fight with them and they never fixed it. And he finally moved to, to Florida, but this was in South Jersey. And that was all part of it. I'm like, I don't want to deal with those fuckers because I yeah. had them for a while when I was living down there and I don't want to deal with them ever again. Yeah. Um, That's Comcastic. Yeah. It's, uh, they're the ones that they had to change their name to Xfinity because they were the worst rated company in America. Right. For customer service and for customer satisfaction and everything else. So they said, well, now we're Xfinity. Yeah. Oh, but powered by Comcast. Yeah, exactly. You know, shh, don't tell anybody. Thinking, well, let's secret. just let's just change the name and everybody will forget how crappy we are, you know? It was just one of those horrible things. So, you know, it depends on what you're looking for. I say if you live in one of these areas, try the seven-day trial. But you have um, to have a credit card just to do that. Yeah, you have to have a credit card on the account just to do that. A lot of people do. I don't. You don't. You know, we went through that whole thing when I was like, well, I can't even try this because I don't have a freaking credit card tied to the account. This is bullshit. Um, So, you know, if you have a card on your on your PlayStation Network account and you're in the area and you have seven day trial, try it. Um, Just see what it's like. Um, You know, maybe you hate your cable system. Maybe you don't want your cable system. Maybe you don't even have cable and you just want to try it out. It's not ready for prime time. You know, it, it works. It works pretty well on the PS4. There's some tweaks to the UI they could do that would make it a little easier. Um, obviously it needs more channels. Uh, but it's, it's a good start. Like I said before, it's a, it's a good start. It's a good base to build on. It's nice to see that the price is the price and they're adding channels. You know, here comes AMC and IFC and whatever else they added with whoever owns those those networks. Um, so they're working on it. And sure. you are going to get channels added in and the price shouldn't budge from that. You know, it's high, um, but it shouldn't budge and you should be getting a lot more channels added as they work out all those contracts and everything. But that's a little scary too, like all these new channels. You hope you get it, and all of a sudden it goes to the higher tier. You know, that sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. And that's the thing. You know, you have to know what tier you're getting and, and what's in there and what you want. So, yeah, it's it's a start. You know, it's it's not the best option out there right now by far. Um, but it's another option. 
Um, and hopefully in about three, four years, yeah. it'll be a viable option, a very viable option, maybe with what they have available on there and what the pricing is compared to everything else. It'll never be viable until it has voice control. Well, it's available on the PlayStation 4, so... It's true. Uh, you know what? I wonder if they do have voice control. I'll have to look I into that. Well, hang on. Let me quickly scroll through. Oh, uh, what to, how to control playback. Ooh, did I take a screenshot of that? No, I don't know. I'll look into it. I don't think there is, but no. you never know. I mean, Saints Row 4 on the PS4 had voice control, for fuck's yeah. sake. I mean, <laughs> you never know. <laughs> it could. Um, it's true. Yeah. Oh, that reminded me, now that I just said the F word. Um, it just popped into my head. So I started my new job, um, and there we have our team, and... I get an email introduction to the team and everything. And one of the people is out of town and it's this, this woman and she's, they're like, Oh, you and you and her are going to hit it off. She used to be a web developer, graphic yeah. designer, everything. So you guys are going to have a lot to talk about. That's why I'm separating you two because yeah. you need to work and I don't want you like talking all day. So she emails and she's like, Hey, welcome. And I said, Oh yeah, you're the web developer. And I did that and all this, all this stuff. She's like, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. So yeah, we'll talk when I get back. Then the next day I get an email from her. She's like, wait, are you Josh Lankford from PS nation? And I went, Oh no. Oh shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. And no. I was like, uh, yeah. Somebody's new job recognized from the podcast. Yeah. Ah! And she knew, and I was like, how, she's like, yeah, well, it's a family thing. Like, the whole family listens. Her girls, oh, her two girls. No. her. Every, I was like, oh, fuck. Please <laughs> really? tell me they're not like 10. <laughs> I, I'm not sure how. I, I don't know yet. Um, I think they're pretty young. So oh, no. I, I shouldn't be cursing like that. But. Stop letting your children listen to this podcast. <laughs> but they're, they're a gamer family. That's oh, what wow. she told me. They're they're big into gaming and they have all the systems and everything. And so I was like, "Oh, we are going to be in trouble when you oh. get into the office because it, it's probably good that we're separated. We're never going to get any work done." Um. Oh. So yeah, it's that that was kind of freaky. And I said to her, "I was like, that's really strange because I know we have a lot of listeners all around the world, but it's pretty rare that something like that happens." <laughs> It happens to me more often in Wisconsin than I ever expected. Yeah. Like when I went to the Sprint store in Stevens Point, and he's like, wait, PS Nation? And he pulls up his phone, and there's there's the podcast. Yeah. <clears throat> it's strange when it happens. And then when I had my second round of interviews at this place in Milwaukee, one of the guys came in, and the first thing out of his mouth, so what's PS Nation? And I'm like, oh, you Googled me, huh? So, yeah, yeah I'm used to it now. That's kind the of The weirdest funny. one still was San Francisco. At the airport, Joel and I were coming yeah. back from GDC, and yeah, looks at my laptop, looks at me, Torgo. I'm like, Ugh. I'm like, like my stuff is on the the conveyor belt to go into the X-ray machine, and I'm like, oh, what, 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 what I do? What? No, no, I'm a listener, TSA yeah. guy. Yeah. Well, between that and the other guy I work with, 
who's a big gamer and he's like, Oh, I'm getting your, I'm going to download it right now. So he's listening now too. Oh boy. Um, but that's fine. I mean, Hey, we're all gamers. So yeah, that's the point. Um, so yeah, it's just funny. I was like, well, that's odd, <laughs> but that's the cool thing. Like I, the best thing about this new job, uh, and I'll probably talk more about it at some point, but not just yet. I'm still getting my feet wet and getting settled. Um, I had four or five different people come up to me in the first couple of days and you know, they're like, so where are you from? And I told them my story downsized and all that. And they're like, well, nice thing about this is nobody can fire you, but you, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the kind of job it is. And you know, unless you just do nothing, then nobody's going to want you there. But right. you know, as long as you're working, you can't get fired. It's basically an independent contractor type thing. It's yeah. a 1099 employee, which is the scary part. It's a hundred percent commission. You got to make sure you withhold enough for your taxes and all that. I have to really, and I have to work hard to get, to get the money coming in quick. Um, so, but you know, I'm, I'm pretty confident in that and we'll see. Um, yeah. but that's the nice thing. It's, it's what I make of it. I can make as much money as I possibly can. As long as I'm working hard, I cannot get fired <laughs> unless I really sounds like a dare. Yeah. Unless I really drag yep. the, uh, Yankees, uh, drag the, uh, world series, uh, thing around the parking lot. Yeah. Uh, pull a George. Yeah. Pull the trophy around in the parking lot. And, and um, what else did he wear do? Wear Lou Gehrig's uh, uniform. Oh, and put Lou Gehrig's uniform on. And drop strawberries all yeah. over it. And yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So then I can, then I can get out of there. Um, well, something's wrong with Turtle Swing. But, uh, yeah. But between that and the fact that if I need a day off, I take a day off. There's yep. no, because it's my own thing. You know, I'm not making money because I'm not working, but I can take off as much time as I need or want at any time, yeah, which is this, good. This new place, if I get it, it's a lot of opportunity to learn a lot of stuff. And it's going to be a lot of work, but I get to work out of my house. But I do have like some driving around Wisconsin to do <laughs> every now and then. But um, it's very... It's it's kind of a dual role. It's it's doing a lot of engineering stuff, but then like it's for a, a firm that does like IT consulting and everything. Mm-hmm. And they've been in there and around for a long time. And um, the other part of it is to go on like when when the sales guy goes to meet with the clients, I'm the technical uh, person to go along to start drawing up all the you know like if they mm, want to yeah put yeah. something in so. The cool thing about that is I think like there's some kind of a commission if I do something with that. So yeah, I don't know. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But I'm doing ten ninety nine stuff for them right now. It's like a working in a working interview basically. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, and that's the thing. Like I eventually well, I could right now just work from home five days a week if I wanted to, but I'm you know, I'm learning the job. Sure. And I, I plan on I I said I'm treating it like a regular nine to five job. I'm coming in five days a week, basically eight to five, nine to five, whenever I'm in. And I plan on doing that 
for the foreseeable future, you know, as long as it takes. And I may just keep doing it because it's nice being in the office. It's nice being away from, you know, cause you're home, you can get distracted, whatever else. I mean, I've worked from home a lot and it's not that big a deal. Yeah. Um, but it's nice having the option if, but it's nice. Yeah. You know, like if one of the kids is sick and somebody's yeah, got to stay home. Exactly. Um, so it's good. I mean, I'm treating it as like a regular 40 hour a week, nine to five job where I'm supposed to be in the office every day. And, yeah. and I'm going to be because I, I need to learn and I need to get my hands on it and having everybody around me, all those resources that I can just turn to and say, Hey, how do you do this? Or can you help me with this? Or how do you get around something like this? You know, to, because I've hit a roadblock or whatever, you know, it's nice to have that right at your fingertips rather than sitting alone at home going, oh, no, <laughs> you know, Oh, look yeah. what's on TV. Hogan's heroes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's good. I, you know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be there. Uh, for the foreseeable foreseeable future. Oh, good. Um, it's weird because I'm driving. Like, there's no train to go there. So for the wow. first time in years, there's no public transportation really to get there. I drop Mason off. I drop Lou off. and But I'm driving the opposite direction. I'm driving away from the city. Wow. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's a weird thing. Um. That's good that you have your Prius then. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's cool. It's it's just different, you know. So cool. Well, yeah. glad you're excited about it. Yeah, I'm. I'm fired up. I really want to. I really want to make this thing work, and and well, I need to. <laughs> yeah, I got no. two kids, uh, basically. At this point, and yeah, yeah I need to. Yeah. I need the money. Yeah, you can sell them. <sighs> yeah. 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 All right. Well, let's take a break so I can try to nurse my voice back a little bit. And uh, we'll talk some, a little bit more Axiom Verge after the break, maybe some other stuff. I don't know if we're going to get to emails this week just because I don't want to push it too much on my voice. Unless you just want to read emails. <sighs> It's up to you. We haven't done like a full show in a couple of weeks. I know, but it's 1030 Eastern right yeah. now as we're recording. And I'm exhausted just from yeah. being sick. And that drive last night, holy crap. Because <laughs> we got into the city. I went all the way up to, I was looking and I thought, you know what? I'll go because we were on the west side and I figured I'll go all the way up to 97th because she's at 98th. Um, and then cut across the park because you can cut across there. There's a couple places you can cut across Central Park. Um, I was like, I'll just go up to 97th to do it. We got all the way up there. Turn, we get a block from Central Park, and a police car is blocking the road. And there's a cop pulling a blue tape across oh, no. the road. I'm like, what the? F-? So now they're pushing everybody. To turn, that's all in Manhattan. It's a ton of one-way streets. So now I have to turn and start heading back down towards lower Manhattan. And I'm like, well, all right, I can't go this way. And they start shuffling people to take a left. And I'm like, all right, I'm going back towards the park. When I get over there, everybody's turning left to go back up. 
and I guess, you know, cut into the park. So I turn with them and they're forcing everybody to make another left and go back to where we're, I'm like, we're going in a freaking circle. And I start screaming. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Hey, look, kids, parliament, big Ben. Yeah. So I made a U-turn right there in the middle of the road and some, some other car did it with me. And I was like, I'm just going back down to 70, whatever, or 80 something. Cause you can cut across the park there too. Yeah. So I had to go across and then I had to go back up and then go around and come up. It's just with the traffic and everything else going on with the cops and all, it took me an hour and a half just to get to her. And then like another hour to get home. I was exhausted after that. I was already tired and, and picking her up and going through the city and driving through all that and getting home. I just, we got home and I was, I'm sitting on the couch and I was falling asleep. Mason's sitting next to me watching TV and I was out cold. I was just, I was a mess. So I'm still tired now. I'd rather, yeah, let's do more emails next week rather than emails now. We can, I have some MGC stuff to talk about anyway. Yeah. All right. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. Apparently, Josh has something to say still. <laughs> I, it, it hit me. I, I completely forgot. But when I was upstairs starving, because um, <laughs> uh, I didn't get to eat anything since lunch. Um, so I'm looking around for something to grab, something to eat real quick. And <sighs> Lou and my mom had bought like this big thing of miniature cupcakes, which I haven't touched. because. What? Bread, pizza, pasta, cookies, and cakes, right? Um, and I looked at it, and I'm like, there's nothing else here. I need some, I just need something to throw in my stomach. And I thought, you know what? I'm feeling good about myself, and this is why. I ate two of them real quick, like yeah. one bite, just and Bleh. done. Um, I weighed myself yesterday, the day mm. before. I am below 200 Damn. For the first time since college. Well, being sick like that probably didn't uh, hurt it. Well, no. I mean, that that wasn't even it. I was still over 200. Like, Maybe you probably sweat out 10 pounds. Nah, I wish. Um, so over the past two and a half months or so, however long it's been, no exercise yet. I, I still need to exercise. I know that's there. I need to do that. Yeah. Um. And when I say cutting out bread, pizza, pasta, cookies, and cakes, it's more that I've cut out um, 
like 99% of that. I I've cut all that out, but you know, once every other month, once a month, maybe I'll eat a slice of pizza and a breadstick, Mm. um, where we'd get it. And I used to eat half the pizza and like six breadsticks, you know, um, I'll eat like a little tiny bowl of pasta and a couple of meatballs where I'd eat half the giant bowl. Um, And that's only once a month maybe that I'm doing that. I've lost 15, almost 16 pounds. Well, nice. Just from cutting that stuff out and mostly from eating nothing but my meals. Like I don't eat anything between them during the day right. or even at night after dinner. Sometimes I miss lunch for one reason or another. Sometimes I miss dinner like tonight for one reason or another. Um, but I've just cut back heavily on how much I'm eating um, on top of what I'm eating. And just with that, it's 15, 16 pounds just dropped right off. It's awesome. <laughs> nice. I love it. I'm so happy. I, I, I hit 198.4 and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> see, I usually don't eat too bad like that unless I stay at rock sauce. And then he brings home a <coughs> large pizza, these crazy breadsticks with crap on them, which I never even eat breadsticks. Mm-hmm. Wings, and then I ask him to get the, the Pizza Hut hot wings, you know. And he's like, yeah. "Oh, I didn't know. I thought you meant very hot." So you got the like the super hot wings. <laughs> so that that felt good this morning. Well, that then, was uh, yeah, yeah. The 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 day I weighed myself with the one ninety eight. That was when. Actually, I think that was the day after we got the pizza. When then everybody you're gonna find was out, over. Lou was like all self conscious about being pregnant, and she lowered it or something. <laughs> No, she doesn't. I'm, we don't use that scale. Like I hadn't weighed myself in years. Well, then how do you know it's accurate? Did you oh, calibrate? No, it? I know it's yeah. When, Is when it I dead bought on it, balls accurate? It's accurate. How can you be so sure? Because I am. It's accurate. Uh, because I go to the doctor and I get weighed. I know mm. it's accurate. So I was shocked. I mean, that's literally. Since when would that be? 90? It's, I can't do math. My brain is messed up. 15, 16 years. God, even when I was in good shape, I was like at 220. Yeah. Which is funny because I was a really small kid. It's, it's crazy. I, I had gotten up to 213, almost 214. And I was about to have to buy all new pants. And I'm like, I'm not, that's bullshit. I'm not doing that. I can't, I, cause I just bought all new pants, like new size, maybe two years ago. Yeah. Because, and I'm like, I, this, you know, I'd been the same size for years, for like a decade. And suddenly my pant sizes are going up every two years. I'm like, I, this is not happening. I'm not doing yeah. this. So I just stopped. That was that was enough to scare me and make me stop. And, <laughs> and now I need to throw exercise in on top of that and just really get in shape. So hmm. I'm I'm just I love it. I'm thrilled. 
<laughs> Keep it up. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So the plan was to review Axiom Verge, but I kind of think we already did that. Mostly. Yeah, mostly. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't even honestly know what to talk about at this point, really. I mean, we went over all the big things about it. I mean, it's 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 a great game through and through, and it makes the thing I love about it the most is it's challenging, but it's not uber hard. You know, it's not one of those games. Yeah. Um, when yeah. you want to jump, you freaking jump. When you get to the edge, you're on the edge. I mean, the the hit detection, the controls, everything is just dead on accurate for me. Um, I love the fact that you can hold down L1 and just stand there and shoot below you and shoot off diagonally. Uh, I love that he actually leaves some stuff up for exploration, even with the controls, like being able to not just press down on the touchpad, but actually use the touchpad to switch between your weapons quickly. Yeah. Which I didn't know anything about. And he was yelling at me on the, on the stream that one time <laughs> and I didn't well, see it. it says I was so it. intent on the game. Yeah. Well, it says it there somewhere on the screen but because that's see, how I saw it. A, a real man doesn't read instructions. Right. A real stupid man. <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it, it's, it's just crazy that one person built this immense game with yeah. so much detail and so much, like so much subtlety in a lot of different ways, uh, with the whole glitch system that's built in, and all of a sudden you have puzzles to solve, and uh, you know there's some enemies that I flat out just hate in the game, like those zombie things that come after you. My God! I hate those <laughs> yeah, that's that's what I was alluding to when I talked about you walk into a room and see them, and I'm like, and I yeah, run away. Exactly. <laughs> like I'll come um, back to that. <laughs> But it's cool because it's one of those, it's also one of those games that allows you to, like, if you have in your head that you think you can use a weapon a certain way to do a certain thing, usually you can. And there's certain games out there that you think you can do that, and you overthink it, and all of a sudden you're, crap, it didn't work. But everything that I've always tried so far, like, oh, maybe I'll try to do this and go over here and do this, it's worked. And to me, that that's huge, you know? I love the bosses. I love that it goes back to that uh, that old mechanic of when, you know, the 8-bit days and even the 16-bit days where the challenge relied a lot on, like, learning the pattern and that sort of thing. It's old-school gaming at its, at its finest. And at the same time, like he was saying, you know, the music just isn't just chiptunes. It's freaking excellent. Like, they released it on iTunes, and I hope they released it somewhere else. I think they did finally. But I want that soundtrack. It's so good. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's, it's just, it's fantastic. And I was, I was alluding to it last week because I didn't have the review written because I was too sick to da- get the damn thing written. I've had the game for a long time. You know, I did a couple streams and everything, but I, my process is I don't write notes and all that other stuff. I just sit down and write the review. I mean, I might hit, take a few notes on names and stuff like that, but I, that's just my process. And when I was doing the show last week, the call-in, I kept saying, like, you know, just... Give Axiom Verge a try. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And it's funny because it's one of the few games that you and I actually agree on. Yeah. Um, so I tweeted it when the when the um, embargo lifted because I didn't have the thing written. And I said, you know, I just said a few words about it. But I'm giving the game a 9.5. And it's earned every single bit of that. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I'd agree. I, my big thing with it, when I die... It's fully my fault. Yeah. And I don't feel cheated or cheap or anything like that. I I die and I'm like, oh, that was stupid of me. 
You know, I don't ever feel like it was a problem with the controls. Like, oh, why did I fall off of there? I didn't mean to do that. I shouldn't have done that. It's, it's always on me. And, and I'm fine with that. You know, that's what I expect in a game. I, I hate when you get those deaths and you're like, fucking controls, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's one of those things. And I'm just, the more I play, the more I'm impressed with it. I'm, I'm really, I, I love the thing. I just love the game. Love yeah, what he's I done agree. with it. And that's coming from somebody who does not like Metroid at all. Well, and the, uh, but I think we, you know, we covered that quite a bit. Yeah. Is, it might seem like Metroid at first, just because of the way th- the level design and, and the fact that there's that multifaceted map, you know, yeah. uh, it, it, that feels like Metroid, but it's seriously, it's so much it's, more than Metroid. It's is. different. Yeah. It's, it's much more and it's good. It's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I seriously 9.5. I'll, I'll, I'm going to try to get the written review done soon, but uh, we got some other stuff going on right now and MGC's coming up and. I'm hoping to maybe get it done on Sunday, but I don't know. My time is really bad right now. So we'll see what happens. Uh, And one of the reasons that my time sucks is uh, MGC is next week, folks. Already next week. Uh, So first up, Brewer Game, Friday night. Bus leaves at 4 o'clock from the Sheraton. So if you've got a ticket, please be there a little early. We'll meet up in the lobby. We'll get everybody's tickets out to them. We'll verify everybody's there, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but the bus is scheduled to leave at four. If we have to leave a little later, we'll, you know, Torgo's in charge. So <clears throat> we got it handled. Uh, but try to, try to meet in the lobby, like between three thirty and four o'clock, please. Uh, also I found out there are four tickets left. That's it. Um, wow. so even if you have a friend, like if you live around the area, whatever, if you have a friend that isn't going to MGC, you don't have to go to MGC to go to the game with us, but you're getting a field level ticket for half price. You're getting lunch or an early early dinner. I don't know. What, I'd say lunch because you're going to get abroad at the at the stadium, obviously. No, you're not. A bus ride over, sodas, all that stuff. We're going to get you over there in plenty of time to check out the stadium. Fifty? What is it? Fifty three bucks? Fifty four bucks? I mean, it's a steal. Uh, and it's you know it's a regular season game. It's not a preseason game or anything like that. Um, and it's going to be a great time. We all had a lot of fun last year. And and look at this bonus. You don't have to worry about getting stuck next to Josh this year. That um, is a bonus in and of itself. That was the best part of the game. Getting stuck next to you? Yeah. Oh, God. I had to be your camera caddy all night. Uh, best part yeah. of the game. Yeah. So we got a lot of great people going along this year. There's four tickets left. Get online uh, and just pick up a ticket. Like I said, if you have a friend that wants to go to the game with us, they're more than welcome. Uh, just get over to the, and even if they, like, if they can't catch the bus and they want to go with us, have them meet us at the game. I mean, obviously they'll have to pay for parking and everything, but you're still getting your ticket for really cheap. Uh, and you'll still get the lunch and everything else. You know, you just don't take the bus ride with us. But <clears throat> four left, get out there and get them while they're hot. Uh, I think that already means that more people are going this year than last year, which is pretty cool. <clears throat> uh, also, the theater is not... Uh, listing times for the movies for next Friday yet. Uh, I think it list, it'll list it tomorrow, so I'll be sure to tweet it and put it in the forums and everything else. But the plan right now is Thursday, obviously, is a lot of running over the airport to pick people up, you know, getting people organized, whoever's showing up on Thursday. Um, and then 
we used to go to that New Berlin Ale House, but I think we're going to take a, a trip out to uh, the Delafield Brew House where we used to do our Friday nights at. Head out there on Thursday for dinner and hang out, have some good craft, uh, you know, small crafted beers and everything. Uh, they have great beer out there, and it's a lot of fun. It's a huge place, a lot of fun out there, and, and uh, we'll have a good time. Um, Friday morning, we'll get up and probably around 8, 8.30, head over to the Pancake House for breakfast, which that place is amazing. Uh, and then after that, I'm, I'm assuming the movie's going to be 10 o'clock again. If the movie's at 11, we'll go to breakfast a little bit later or something maybe, and uh, we'll go over to the movie, uh, and then the bus leaves at 4 o'clock on Friday. So that's what we know right now. Saturday and Sunday, obviously, MGC's, MGC is going on Saturday night. Don't forget that um, we've got the VG Evo party. It's BYO. We can run people to the liquor store if they need. We've got this near final build of N++ for the PS4 that we're going to have set up there on the game screen. Four player action. It's it's kind of like you know one of the another one of those battle games like Towerfall, Ascension, Paperbound, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, <clears throat> I'm also probably going to have a couple other surprises there. One I'll reveal. I may have a build of the newly revealed, which we forgot to talk about because somebody never put it on the website, uh, the Star Wars Rebels table for Zen Pinball Two. I should have a build of that by then. <laughs> so. Uh, we might have Paperbound there. Uh, there's another game that's coming out soon that I might have, but I haven't gotten the build for it yet, so I'm not going to say it yet. But there may be some surprises that we'll have there on the, on the for the party. So definitely come to the party if you know if you're a listener, you're definitely invited. Uh, that's a great time. We always have a lot of fun at that. So, and like I said, don't feel shy of coming up and talking to any of us. It's a very open and inviting event. Um, obviously, I'll probably be talking most of the time. That's why we won't have a PS4 set up during the week because, or during the weekend, the regular event, because I'm the only one there since Josh is, you know, obviously dealing with having a new baby around. Um, so I don't have time to watch the PS4 and everything. So that just leaves more time for me to bullshit with everybody. And we've also scheduled podcast re- recording is Sunday at 1.30. So we have a podcast section down in the VG Evo room uh, there at the convention center. If you uh, are so inclined, come down at one thirty. Bring a pair of headphones if you can. Sit down at the table with us and join us in the podcast. Talk about your experience at MGC. Maybe you bought some cool stuff you want to show to everybody. Uh, but please come down. Please get involved and you know get on the podcast, yo. So that's what we have for scheduling so far. I think that's pretty much going to be it. Like I said, we just got to figure out the actual time the movie plays. Uh, our buddy Jason Rostel. Uh, did the review for uh, Furious 7, and it sounds like it's just an abysmal piece of shit, which is going to be awesome. Watching it with our group, I cannot wait. We are going to tear this mother down. I think he just doesn't understand what those movies are about. Uh, Maybe. I think he's got kind of a thing against Vin Diesel. Well, see, I've watched all of them. Yeah. And like I said, I'm a fan (laughs) for some inexplicable reason um but our q and sal from um impractical jokers have been watching all of them uh because they actually did a screening of furious seven monday this week okay and i tried to get to that but you had to send in your information and universal 
actually just picked however many people at random and then you got to go to the screening. So I wasn't picked anyway. Um, but they've been doing podcasts. Uh, they've been watching them and both of them for the first time are seeing like a bunch of them. So they got up to five and six and Q had the best line that, that actually sums the whole thing up. By the time they get to four or five, five, especially, I think, uh, he said it's turned into a comic book movie. Essentially, it's, yeah. it's superheroes. And I mean, because they're defying physics, they're defying gravity. They're doing all these absurd things, but that's the fun of it. It's, it's completely over the top, completely absurd, but you're just living in that ridiculous world. And that's, what's so much fun about these movies. Yeah. And especially the last two, I think it was five and six were basically oceans 11, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's the whole crew that's there. They've all got their special jobs that they need to do. And it's funny because when they're doing these podcasts, they're watching the movie and then they'll, they'll pause the movie, start recording and say, all right, this is, we're at 13 minutes and whatever. And this is what just happened. And what the, how does this possibly, they can't explain this and they can't, this doesn't make any sense, but it's amazing, you know, because the action is amazing. And that's the whole fun of it. The action is over the top, crazy, amazing. But the and problem it's just is absurd. it sounds like this one is just too over the top. But the, that's the whole point. You have to be able to top. Have you seen? Oh, I've seen them all. Okay. I've seen them all. So each time Dragging you have to vault be- around with two Dodge Chargers. Exactly. Yeah. You have to top. And, and Sal got into that whole thing. He's like, I don't understand like the tensile strength of, all right. So something like that is only as good as the weakest link. And how strong are the bolts? He's like, I don't know anything about cars, but how strong could the bolts possibly be? holding the bumper on the back of that car. <laughs> you also have to remember that they're pulling however many tons yeah. of and, flat metal and over sp- concrete with two Dodge Chargers. And no, spinning it all over. Yeah. I'm a Mopar guy. But I'm telling you, that ain't happening. Well, that's the whole fun of it. That's the best part of these movies is that they're completely ridiculous. So, yeah, you have to you have to go in with that attitude and you're going to love it, you know? I mean, I loved six. Six was completely outrageous. And they, they made a big point about the, the, one of the scenes where I was like, Oh, come on. Um, where the rock is up on the upper level of this road doing like 80 miles an hour. He tells the girl next to him, yo, take over the wheel. He climbs out of his car, jumps off of his car doing 80 down like 30, 40 feet to the roadway below to another car that's doing 80, a car that's like this little formula one type car that has nothing for him to land on. Yeah. And he lands on it safely. Doesn't hurt himself. Uh, gets into a fight with the guy flies off the car at 80 miles an hour, 90 miles an hour, does a tuck and roll, comes right up onto one knee and takes a bunch of shots at the car. Yeah. It's awesome it's so absurd it's awesome well as much as i hate on it and everything else i really want to see this with everybody i think it's just going to be like 
the complete antithesis of how much fun we had with the Winter Soldier last year. Because this is just absurd fun. And Ross was like, I'll beat the bar. Like, I'm not going to watch that <laughs> shit again. Like, no, you got to watch it with the group, man. So I'm trying to talk him into it. So everybody needs to give Russell a lot of shit so that he, he goes to the movie with us on Friday morning. So if you see him, make sure you, uh, you get on him about it. Yeah, see, that's, that's the fun of the movie. These, these movies in particular is that they are completely over-the-top fantasy ridiculous. Yeah. And look at it like you said. It's a comic book movie. It is, yeah. It's not going to be based in reality. There's nothing about it that can even possibly be based in reality. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were breaking down every little thing in these movies, and it was hilarious to listen to them as they're seeing these things. And they'd say, all right, we're going to go back to the movie. And then it would come back, and they're going, oh, oh, they're screaming about things. And they're like, this was amazing. It was completely ridiculous, but it was amazing. <laughs> It's so funny. Uh, it's yeah, yeah. I don't know. I love it. I, I I don't know why, but I love these dumb movies. <laughs> I, I will say that if I have a job offer before I have MGC, I'm going to have a lot more fun. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping. It's so funny. Like everybody at the place is like, "Didn't you get your job offer yet?" I'm like, "No, huh? You you should have." I'm like, uh, "All right, I haven't." So it sounds like it's imminent, and it sounds like somewhere I'll probably want to work. So. That's good. Yeah. And I won't have to move the house or anything, even though I might in the future just to be closer to the parents. But, yeah. So, I don't know. Oh, and and oh, back on the Fast and Furious thing. Yep. So then everybody's knocking on it on, on Facebook, you know, and I just happened to see on Vox.com, this guy put up this humongous article about the entire history of every single ep- uh uh, uh, entry in the series, mm-hmm. a whole breakdown, like this huge grid of the main characters, what movies they were in. He had a whole timeline because basically the three prequels are right in the middle of it. Well, so there's this whole timeline set up to show exactly where every movie is. I mean, it was insane. And he's like, I don't just love these movies. These movies are essential. I'm like, Oh boy. <laughs> <clears throat> See, the thing is, and I, I almost wish I had seen it, you know, after the fact so that yeah. I could have seen it in, because three, Tokyo Drift actually happens between six and seven. Yeah. And that's the main thing. Um, so bad. Because I love Tokyo Drift. Well, it is. It's, it's a guilty pleasure, but it's just. Oh, I like, loved it. The kid comes in late and his dad's sitting there with his beer next to him. He's looks like you've been racing. Like what the fuck? What? Ugh, yeah. yeah. Well, but see, and and that's the best thing. They were talking about Chris Morgan, who wrote the screenplay for all for all of these. I don't know if all of them, but the last use air quotes when you say wrote. Yeah, I think it's on a bunch of napkins. Well, this will be a cool scene. We have to figure shit out around it. And you know what? And he is laughing. He is sitting there wiping his ass with thousand dollar bills yeah. and laughing on a beach somewhere right now. With with many beautiful women on top of a pile of money. Yeah, that's exactly what's going on here. Because each one of these movies is making more than the last. It is the biggest franchise that Universal has ever had. Uh, seven movies now, and they've been making... Uh, Tokyo Drift was the biggest dip 
Um, and it was because they really didn't, you know, they took it off in a different direction, didn't have any of the main characters. But if you drop that in where it should be, you have Han mm-hmm. because he was such a cool character. They brought him back for all those other movies, you know, Oh, spoiler. Well, I didn't say anything. They brought him back for all those other movies. Okay. Just like they had, uh, oh, what's her face? Michelle Rodriguez. Well, I'm not going to say anything about her, but you know, they'll, they'll get like a cool, like wonder woman shows up in four. Yeah. Four. And she was such a cool character. They brought her back for the, the next couple of movies, you know? Uh, so that's what happens with them. They, they find these, these people and Chris Morgan, (laughs) they celebrate Chris Morgan (laughs) because everything gets explained away with like a single line. Mm. Like you look at it and there's no logic to it. There's no rhyme or reason to it. You're like, how is that possible? And there's just one throwaway line that just writes it all off. Like, Because of the, I had a life before you guys met me. You know, that's one of the lines that just, just washes away everything. Just yeah. wipe your hands clean and we're done. Now move on. Jesus. <laughs> and that's the best part about it. And this guy, he's written now, written, yes, some of the biggest movies that have been made in the past couple of years, just in terms of box office. It's absurd. Yeah. It's insane. No, they're they're great popcorn movies, but oh. yeah, it's it's oh they're not yeah they're not Shakespeare, <laughs> they're not even Marvel movies. No, but, but I mean, I like the first one because it was kind of a lot about the racing aspect a little bit at least, you know. And yeah, well, they talk about and now that. it's just they're all heist movies, and that's they talk about that and they talk about the character arc, like what these characters were, who they were and, and what that first movie was to what it is, to what the franchise is now and how they've even said they have to top themselves in every movie. So how are they going to top what happened in five and six with the crazy action stuff? We've already seen it with the car in the, in the trailer in Dubai going from building to building basically. And that's probably not even the biggest thing that happens in the movie. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> so could you imagine, could you imagine what eight is going to be? Cause you know, they're going to keep making these without Paul Walker. Isn't he the heart of the, of the series <sighs> that um, I really want to see how they're going to handle that. Like I, if know, they're even going to allude to it in this in seven. I, I hate to be this guy, but I've never liked Paul Walker. I've never liked... He's a terrible actor. He's the same character in every movie he was in. I just never liked him. So he's uh, but Will Ferrell. But died and, you know... <laughs> huh? He's Will Ferrell, then. That's not true. Same guy in every movie. That's not true. Yes, he is. I'm watching the Lego movie right now. Will Ferrell's very different in this movie. <sighs> That's his voice. <laughs> uh, you, do you, have you seen the Lego movie at the end when he's actually there? Yeah. No, he, he he plays a very similar character to the character that he always plays. Not the same dopey, stupid character, but similar character. Yeah, mm. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I, I've got nothing against Paul Walker. I, I I like him from what I've seen, and from all accounts, he was one of the nicest guys. 
and that's in the I'm world he's on not, a personal you know, level. Just, but I never liked seeing him in, seeing him in a movie. I was like, uh, Paul Walker. All right. <laughs> That was the fun thing about it because I know I was noticing this because I had seen all these before, you know, I was listening to these podcasts and they were, they were going over it with every podcast. Like we just saw this movie and we're watching this movie and we're watching this. Everything, you know, every big crazy scene that happens, they get by on a smirk, whether it's Vin Diesel giving a smirk or Paul Walker giving a smirk. And you could see it in in one of the movies, I, I, whether it was five or six, I don't remember. But like half the movie, Paul Walker, they cut to him and he's just got like this smirk on his face or he's laughing. And it's almost like, I can't believe I'm getting paid to be exactly. here in this movie. This is absurd. I'm getting paid outrageous amounts of money for this, you know? Yeah. And you could see it on his face. It was great. That's why, that's why I love these movies because they're so ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, they have their place. Yeah. I watch them. It's not. I, I've never watched uh, uh, the Hunger Games. I've never watched Twilight, but I watch these. I watched enough of Twilight to know that they're just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> There's no redeeming quality in them. Uh, I've watched all three Hunger Games so far. Oh my god! I was. I was. Actually, pleasantly surprised by them. I thought, actually I can't say much. I did watch Divergent, which was pitiful. Yeah, I've heard that's horrendous. But Hunger Games, I expected a lot less of. I'll put it that way. I I really expected it to be, um, to be much like Twilight, just absolute garbage. Um, and I was I was against it from the beginning because of Battle Royale, and I yeah. was like, this is just a crappy ripoff with oh let's make it for teen girls and you know battle oh. royale for teen girls is how i saw it it was like a bad ripoff and it's it's gonna it's just gonna be garbage but the world that they built and what's going on there is interesting i found it actually interesting and donald sutherland and everybody else that's in it i i actually enjoyed them i they're better than i thought they were gonna be so, and I went in with like negative expectations on those. So it wasn't, they weren't horrible and they weren't, mm. you know, they were not super great blockbusters, but they're decent stories. And I think a, a cool world, um, to build on. Oh, so, I was going to say cool world with Brad Pitt. Uh, no, not that. That's, Ralph that's bad. Yeah. So I watched, but then I watched uh, a fish called Wanda last night. Meh. God, I love that movie. Yeah, but John Cleese is like probably one of my my mentors. Almost guy is just yeah. a genius for me. And Michael Palin was amazing in it. Yeah. Anyway, so Furious Seven better be good. Well, better be on the level of like a Furious Six. Good. <laughs> I'm not saying like a like a great movie, but a movie that I can get into and be like, bah, this is awesome. <laughs> just oh absurd. You know? Uh, I don't know. I just hope it's not just a straight up mess. It probably is, but one more, one person's mess is another person's enjoyment. You know? Well, if it's a, if it's like the mess, like six was 
that was a fun mess and it was an awesome mess. <laughs> it was an absurd mess. And, you know, half of it didn't make any sense, but that's the fun of it. And that's why I enjoyed sure. it. I just don't want to see this to be like a not fun mess. You know, that's my concern that it turns into something that I'm like, Oh, Oh, this is I, terrible. Well, I don't think it would. I, I can't imagine that it would. They're um, going to get to a point where they can't even outdo themselves. I mean, well, they're going to have to get to the point where they have to jump a car to the moon from the top of a building. Well, Call of Duty went to the space station. Oh, God. I mean, think about it. Look how awesome that was. <laughs> you know, they're going to get there. Something's going to happen. <laughs> they're going to have to... Uh, I, yeah, they're going to have to keep topping themselves, so... Yeah, I, I do. I wonder if they're going to even acknowledge what happened to Paul Walker, if they're going to write that into the script somehow, no, like the um, after credits thing. Well, there's a big homage to him at the end and everything, but uh, they said they had enough of his stuff shot that w- they had his brother come in and do some, some yeah, coverage. Yeah, two brothers actually did it. Yeah, and they I think they mapped his face and everything, but um, I don't know. I don't think they're going to like kill him off in the movie or anything. I mean, that's the question because they, well, he wasn't in Tokyo Drift, but again, that was... I think there was, were two that he wasn't in. He wasn't in the second one either, I don't think. No, he was all the second one. He was well, in right. all of yeah. them. Because a was lot in of a, them weren't in the second one except for him and... Him and Tyrese was brand new. He was yeah. the only one in the second one from, right. from the franchise, basically. Um, and then Tokyo Drift, there's a cameo from somebody in there and basically Han becomes one of the guys that's in the franchise for, for movies to come. Right. But when it came out, everybody was like, there's nobody in this. Why are we watching this? You know, um, cars doing amazing things. Yeah. Um, but he's been in, well, he's been in all but Tokyo drift. Um, so like, I wonder because they, they added in all these after credits things um, and they don't wait till the very end of the credits. You know, they give you right. a, like a little brief thing and then it jumps in. Uh, they've been doing that the last couple of movies. So I was wondering if they're going to do that with him where something happens to him and he gets killed. Um, like off screen, you know, they're like, oh my gosh, Brian's dead. Yeah. Um, or they bring if and when they do a Furious 8 because this is probably going to make another seven eight hundred million dollars yeah, and doubt it. they will make a furious eight how they cover that what they're going to do and what they're going to say about it how they're going to write it into the story or what they're going to do about it so well, i'm sure they have some lame idea well it's chris morgan it'll be it'll be a one-line thing that'll just write it all off just yeah. t- it's too bad he's in thank you Turkish all prison. done yeah exactly <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's crazy. But it should be fun. I'm I'm seriously looking forward to to this whole weekend coming up. It's it's going to be a blast. A lot of people are coming out and a lot of people that haven't been out for a while actually. So it's going to be it's really going to be really cool to see. Um like I said, if you got a friend that wants to go to the brewery game with us, even if they're not doing MGC, you know, have them pick one up and go with us. We only got four left. That's awesome. I never thought we'd have that that few left, so I'm excited. Yeah. All right. Let's get the hell out of here because my voice is really going. Uh, if you want to reach us, maybe with an email or something, you go over to psnation.com, look on the left side and go to that contact us section. 
where you can find our email address, our Skype uh, account, WDT-Torgo. You can find our voicemail. Oh, wait. Do we have a voicemail line? Uh, yeah. We don't have a voicemail line right now, folks. Yeah. Because um, somebody decided to start screwing around with things without remembering. Um, I need a number. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Uh, so you can you can hit the contact us button there. You can do all sorts of things, um, or like I said, if you want to leave us a voicemail, just use Skype and uh, hit WDT Torgo. Don't forget to like our uh, page on Facebook. Just go in and uh, do a search for PS Nation. Um, don't forget to go over to psnation.com, hit that forums button, and sign up on there. We still got more people joining up every day, which is awesome. Uh, you can go there and see my journal of the M4 converter. I brought the Xbox One with me because you're supposed to be able to use a PS3 steering wheel on the Xbox One with that thing. And I also have a video posted of my initial test using the PS3 wheel on the PS4 and Drive Club. So you can check that out there. Uh, you can, uh, if you'd like to stream your podcast, you can look for us on Stitcher. If you have the app, or you can go to stitcher.com. Just go to the video game section look for us there. Don't forget to look for us on Twitter and follow us. You can look for Josh at PJF Josh, and you can find the main account at PS Nation. Don't forget the uh, podcast network over at VGEVO.com. And uh, like I said, the forums and stuff. And also, if you come to MGC, we're going to have a little treat for everybody, too. So make sure you find me so, you, so I can hand something to you. It's, it's uranium. We've we got to get rid of some of it. And it's also Josh's personal number. Huh? Yeah. I think wait, it's time to give it out. Wait, what? <laughs> Quiet you. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was lost. I'm I'm I, I I went down the rabbit hole and I see that uh writer Chris Morgan may retire Paul Walker's character in Fast and Furious. Uh Chris Morgan has been tasked with changing oh. the film script to tastefully write out Paul Walker's character. So, well, it's not like you really have a choice. Well, yeah, but I mean, they did Tokyo Drift, where they went off in a completely different direction. They could to go, you know, take some of the characters and go off in a completely different direction and just never mention him again. Yeah, but he's been kind of a core character, so I think they'd have. He to. has, yeah. All but right, enough, enough Fast and Furious. Talk. I, know, I know. We talk more about this series than any other podcast in the world, probably. <laughs> no. Q and Sal have done oh, several yeah, different not, several we're not like podcasts. Live podcasting each movie either. <laughs> yeah, we're it's funny the Fast way they did that. We, oh, that is a pretty sweet name, Fast and Furious Nation. <laughs> yeah. Um, if we uh, if we decide to do another movie cast, we have to do it like that. It's it's so funny the way they did it, and and good the way they did it. Well, Where, but aren't they watching the movie and podcasting when they're doing it? Yeah. So, but but well, the way they tough for me and you to do. I, if we're next time we're together somewhere, we do it then. But the way they Just did like we're it, we're going to take pictures of ourselves for all our banners. Yeah, yeah, like we never do. <laughs> the way they did it, though, you know, they'd say, "All right, we're going to start watching the movie now. Just stay on for a couple seconds after we pause. You know, after we go off, and we'll tell you where we are. You know, so you know." where to watch to, you know, to watch to the 47 minute mark and then catch up. So that's how they did it. And then they talk. It was funny because when they got to fast six, 
they were pausing every, every two minutes. They were like, we're 13 minutes into the movie and we've already recorded an hour and 20 minutes of podcast. Oh my God. <laughs> They're like, this is absurd. We, we have to get through this movie <laughs> because everything was so completely crazy and over the top and outrageous and none of it made any sense. And yeah, they just couldn't stop. It was so funny to listen to. So yeah, it's worth oh, it. By the way, the, the trailer for Spectre looks awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It didn't show a lot, but it looked really cool. Anyway. I, yeah. Oh, oh my God. I was very oh excited by that. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right. And what? Is that really going to be his last one? I hope he stays. No, he's a contractor for two more. Two more. Okay, good. Yeah. He was on for three more after um, uh, Skyfall. So this is the two, uh, the first of three. This is so good because yeah. they're getting so freaking good and yeah they're really building something here and i just i want to see him stay for a me too a bunch more movies me too yeah <sighs> i love the new style that started with skyfall and it it's definitely looks like they're sticking with it yeah yeah, oh, <laughs> so bad. yeah. i was i had goosebumps when i watched it today finally yeah so all right uh we'll talk to you hopefully uh normal time next week on tuesday uh, I don't think anything will screw us up. But, well, like I said, what might happen is if Josh is, you know, indisposed at the hospital or something like that, uh, more than likely I'll have a guest host with me for the podcast next week. Uh, and then the week after is going to be the MGC show. So we'll have the MGC recap uh, directly from the uh, event. And then after that, we go back to regular podcasts. So just so everybody's aware of what's going on. Are we done? Uh, so in Fast 8. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, Get yeah, out there, play some know. games. Have a great week. Get them MGC, yo. Fury 7. <laughs> I'm going to text uh, spoilers to you all morning. I'm not going to touch my phone. Yeah, that's what you think. I'm probably going to see it before you. Oh, God. I'm an hour ahead of you. Yeah. I'll text spoilers to you. But it comes out this Friday. You're a whole week, you have a whole week to see it. Oh, yeah. We're not going to opening day. Oh, shit. Well, I'm going to see it Friday. I'm going to see it. Wait, it comes no, out tomorrow? You'll be in the hospital. It comes out tomorrow? Yeah. I'm going to go watch it. You're sick. <laughs> I don't want any spoilers from anybody. Do you think the story is that deep that you have to worry about spoilers? Absolutely. Uh, this Absolutely. Dude drives a car and jumps from a building to another building. Absolutely. Spoilers. It's that important. All right. We're out of here. Bye. Uh, bye. <laughs> Fast and furious. Tell you, it's crazy. Only one of my buddies had to get married. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, he kind of had to. We didn't mind him getting married. You know, we just don't want him to have a kid because he's so stupid. We knew his kid's going to be dumber than dirt. Bless his heart. <laughs> it's not his fault. His whole family's stupid. He can't help it. They got a stupid gene they got to cut out. 
to show how dumb he is. One time he's riding my car and I flipped on the turn signal and he just went, what's that clicking noise? And hey, your car is making like a clicking noise. You're an idiot. Now, I spot, like I said, his parents are stupid. They named him JB. That's my buddy's name. Only J and a B don't even stand for anything. That's it. JB. So when he's 16, he tried to apply for his driver's license. He didn't want them to think that JB stood for anything. On application, he wrote J only, B only, Stewart. It came back J only, Bonely, Stewart. <laughs> I swear. He was going, look at this, Henry! Jonely, Bonely, Stewart. Shazam, man. What's that clicking noise? We still call him Jonely, too. And people always go, how'd he get that name? We're like, oh, we'll tell you. <laughs> this is how dumb he is, too. You know, on Star Trek, where it says, to boldly go where no man has gone before, Jonely thought boldly go was another planet. I swear, watching it one night as kids, Joan just look, looks over and goes, when they going to boldly go? <laughs> what did you just say? <laughs> they ain't never been to boldly go. <laughs> Why don't we hang out? That is Joan the Bonely from Bodley Go. <laughs> I can't make that up. I am not that smart. He is that dumb and he's a daddy. He's dumb, but he's a great hunter. The way he hunts is dangerous. He'll go, man, if it moves, just shoot it. He'll go like, <laughs> got him, Zeke. Zeke. Zeke's last words were like, what's that clicking noise? <laughs>